Disclaimer, the following Boundless Pub Trap episode contains strong opinions that some listeners may and will find offensive. If you cannot accept or respect others with a differing opinion from yours, then fuck off. Rolling sound. Y'all ain't playing no fucking these chickens, are you? Picture it. Sicily, 1920. Aren't we fucking funny? Streaming from the Midwest, right in the middle of the U.S. From Omaha, Nebraska, you're listening to the Boundless Pod Track, your entertainment podcast where we touch on all topics, from the crazy and absurd to the sacred and profane, and even the useless and unnecessary. The Boundless Pod Trap knows no bounds. And now, here are your hosts. Happy 25th episode of The Boundless Pod Trap. Yay. I am Jeremy, and I am here, as always, with Lonnie and Justin. Good We're morning. We're morning. almost a year old, fellas. We are pretty much a year old. That's crazy to think. 25 episodes doesn't seem like a lot, but... That is a lot. Yeah. If you take all the times Justin fucked up, yeah. it's Not well, that many times. well over a year. Not that many times. Well the over last a year episode, and this up. one too, congratulations, you're two. Two for two. Two for two with... Not fucking up the yeah. intro. But you guys are saying that, but I fixed every single fuck up in the... Yeah, the listeners... <laughs> so nobody know. knows. <laughs> but we're going to call you out on it, because that's what the listeners like, is when we make fun of you, which is easy to do. But he can cut this, too, so... I can do that. Oh, shit, there's music going on, so I might have to... Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, episode 25. Yeah. About a year old now, pretty much. We're just going to say we're a year old. Okay. Why not? 25 is Yeah, because nice... we recorded a zero episode, so technically it would be a year. Yeah, and we, we still are going strong. And I've only <laughs> shit my pants once on air. <laughs> oh, what? Gross. Um, I shit my pants. You tell them purposely we... or? No, not uh, definitely not on purpose. purpose. So we actually did for our 25th episode year anniversary here. Lonnie set something up for us that we're going to talk about here real quickly that we did this past. Well, it would have been. A couple days little, ago. Yeah. Well, no, like a week ago. It was Sunday. Yeah. It's a, you know, we're, we're trying to yeah, act we, like we are recording this live in the on future. this day that you're listening to this when this drops. This is like four days beforehand. So this previous Sunday, this is Thursday right now, Lonnie set up to where we spent four hours at the Squirrel Cage in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Uh, that's a haunted prison. We had some fun there. We, we had some experiences. Yeah, we really did. And those of you who don't know what the Squirrel Cage Jail is, it's a Pottawatomie County historic building that used to be a revolutionary jail, which the cells were stacked on top of each other and it would rotate to let people in and out. When we went in, we thought was supposedly haunted, and we can't say if it is or it isn't. We went in, we scared the shit out of ourselves, we had a great time. We got some stuff on camera that yeah. we'll be sharing soon. Some of it's some- already up. Our Facebook Live is the one, <laughs> one of the biggest things that we... Well, shit got real, cut. so we had to go live. And yeah. We're like, uh. <laughs> it was quite quite the experience. You know, some of the things I, I'm chalking up to how I even said in one of the on camera that when you're in places like that and you're expecting things to be haunted, your senses are on high alert. So every little thing you hear like, that was a ghost. What, what was, was that? that? What was that? Right. It's like, no, that was Justin farting. Yeah. Which right. was a true story. He yeah. farted. 
the first five minutes that we were on our own. I tried to place. go to he the isolation yeah, he area. F- he farted in. And I'm like, don't go over there. And it, it smells like somebody died over there. But technically, somebody did die over there. That's one of the spots that somebody broke their neck. Yeah. But you also forgot that we're in like a circular thing that's <laughs> not much well, not much room. So your fart basically takes over the whole thing. You're welcome. For that <laughs> that was bad though. Like, it was a very rich brand of protein though. God, so. Shut up! It's not the bacon. You're like, ooh, the pound of bacon I have. Did like, who who the fuck a eats a pound of bacon? That's what happens it's, when you eat. I have birthday cake Sunday. Uh, well, I have birthday cake every Sunday since I was born on a Sunday, so I just celebrate weekly. And then the bacon helped. That's then, the one thing we're taking away from this ghost hunt thing is your fart, dude. That's what we're talking the most about. Giving right something now. to that you. village in though before we went probably was, didn't help. I don't like village in, but I would just like. Let alone. Freaking Wendy's was closed. Count- Wendy's was not closed. You just didn't want to eat in the car. Yeah, because I have a new car and I'm oh, not listen have, to look me, at Mr. Humblebrug. I'm not gonna have, look at I this. Got a, <laughs> I got a new car. <laughs> Fuck, mate. It's it. You do have a new car. It's a very nice car, by the yeah. way. And Wendy's, which is greasy shit. I ain't having that all. Chasing. Yeah, but instead we have to <laughs> had to deal with his greasy shit chasing us around all night. It's like uh, the worst level of. Our, Luigi's Mansion ever. Our, our waitress at Village Inn was apparently having like a stroke at one point. Oh, like, yeah. What did she say? She was like in the middle of taking that <laughs> order. Oh she started God. like, oh, my God. Like, oh my God. And then like put her like foot up on her leg. And I'm like, is she going to pass out? You know, she's been on her feet all day. We, we, so many people around to say, oh my God, I just thought we were being too much of dickheads to even realize she was in peril. <laughs> I was, I don't know. It, it, it was just the fact that I ate at Village Inn and it was a Village Inn on Broadway Street and council bluffs i don't know what i was thinking i, I mean i survived so yeah. far well it we was, had that and that the... was the second scariest thing we did that, <laughs> no, that was the first thing <laughs> what was the chinese so, restaurant like oh china buffet yeah they had yeah, like the chinese would, would 110, say, 110 110 health code violations in that place we should have tried it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well we could do that for episode 30 yeah maybe maybe but yeah. all in all the night Jeremy's was... stomach is He's gone. No. Yeah. But all in all, the night was pretty fun. We it we was. we let ourselves be scared. But we did catch some stuff we can't explain. Like we we logically thought through a lot of the things that happened, but there was a bunch of shit that we just could right. not do. Well, and I physically felt something too. Yeah. Like that one when we split up, we went two and two, Lonnie and I went together and we were in the upstairs, which was supposed to be the most activity. It was like a finger and like Lon- in his butt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, Lonnie heard some whispering, and then I heard it, which I sometimes think, like, if you wouldn't have told me that you heard whispering, would I have heard it? Maybe. But uh, he went into one of the bedrooms, and right when he walked in the room, it felt like a finger went right up into my armpit, like it was trying to lift me up in the air. And then once he came out, it stopped. And I had him go back in to see if it happened again. It didn't. So I don't know how to explain that. Maybe I was having a stroke. I don't know. stroke, yeah. But... Um, left side. That's really, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would have been the left side. That yeah. place also had the world's largest glory hole I'd ever <laughs> seen. It was about probably four and a half feet off the ground. So you have to keep in mind that the floor on the other side of the wall was not the same. Yeah. Who, so that's scary. Handstand glory holes. But yeah, no, that really makes me, I, I think we should start going to like haunted places like yeah, that more absolutely. often. That was fun. Be a little bit more prepared with the cameras, the video cameras. I think that's the thing about this is I we're gonna the person re- we got the cameras from so we're gonna we're gonna release video eventually just like a highlight package not that there's much to it but there's probably more entertainment on the facebook live if you go to the boundless pod trap facebook page right 
but yeah, we'll have to be a little bit more prepared with better equipment. And yeah, so empty stomachs. And so we did take a, a special guest with us too. We did. You yeah. guys will have to uh, to watch to see who that guest is when it comes out. We'll give you a hint. It's the star of the first Shorty Films movie that's going to be coming out here. We still don't have a date on it yet. No, but it's getting closer because the composer just contacted me today. Nice uh, excitement. Talk to me. Touch base with me uh, off, air, off, off air. Off camera? Off camera. Air. But yeah. saying that, though, we do have a very special guest in we studio do. And it has to do with, uh, uh, well, he's he's a friend of mine first. I've known him for wow. what? Wow. So he can't be our friends now? It, I think wow. we, just, we discovered this, like it's been 20, 23 years since I've known this guy. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, he's one of the stars of the movie from, I did a few years ago, Unemployed. Uh, he was here on our other podcast a few weeks ago, and he we said met. we wanted to have him on this one so we could talk more everything besides just movie. Plus, he he's kind of cute. He, so. he never left. He no, just I just stood here. out outside the window until you let me in for another one. <laughs> so. I'm sorry, <laughs> but we got John Marshall here. John, hey John, you just got Guys. back from Colorado. You checked something off your bucket list. Yeah, for my birthday this weekend, we went to Colorado. So. Oh, happy birthday! I meant to text you on yeah, Sunday, yes. but Thanks, I had to. I had to work <laughs> all day. It sucked. What no, I get that. I got nothing but work coming up this weekend. But yeah, well, yeah it was a good time. We did some Denver. We did some Fort Collins. We did some Estes Park. So. A little bit of everything in a couple of days. So. Nice. Did you see John Denver? I did not. Oh, but I did, did see some a lot of people that were very Rocky Mountain high. Oh, I'm sure. And the, I don't know what it is up there, but they grow the stupidest mustaches in Denver. <laughs> it's, I, I literally it's want the to drugs. some it's, people. It's, it's the legalization <laughs> up there. Yeah, I remember when I went out there about five years ago to record some stuff with Vince Russo, and we stayed at a hotel. Man, like people just outside the hotel just smoking marijuana like cigarettes. And, oh, I yeah. had to get new pillowcase because it just reeked of it. And We had a that, guy who was... He he smoked all the pots, all of them. Can I? What, I think pants. I probably know which one. No. Oh no. It's no. Our friend Ryan. Oh. No. Shane was actually very behaved. I wasn't. I wasn't. Oh, I wasn't. Ryan. I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan did a decent amount of those. He was always in the back seat with Ryan, so who knows? Oh. But it was I'd, honestly. I was telling them it's honestly kind of impressive how much pot he smoked. Like no human how should impressive. actually <laughs> have had that much pot yeah. in his system. But so, yeah, here we are. How much would you say were Went into that price wise. What? Price wise, yeah, he spent over eight hundred dollars. Gone weed. in a weekend. Whoa! And we Jesus. only went to three dispensaries. Jeez. And how much was that? Like eight hundred? Like what would you guess was the? I don't know. He hit his limit every day, and I think his limit was like I remember what they said the limit was like seven grams or something like Jeez. that. So he had, you know, a lot of weed. And it's probably gone. You got back. When did you get back yesterday? Got back yesterday, last night. No, he still had a whole. That's what you think. Yeah. It was. Well, happy late birthday. Thank you. Well, you know, this whose birthday this, is, you know, whose birthday it is today, who he kind of reminds me of? Eminem? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's. Which, by the way, I heard that little uh, side <laughs> comment a couple episodes ago. You sent him up. Today's uh, Cher's birthday. <laughs> You're not wrong. But he doesn't remind me of Cher. And Buster Rhymes. But he always reminded me of like Road Dog. It's Road Dog's birthday today. What? Yeah, I can see that. Road Dog? Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> well, that kind of, so we'll tie it together. So since this is our 25th episode and our year anniversary and John's uh, birthday was this past weekend, since most of us don't drink 
here. I got us something a little non-alcoholic to toast. So give me a second. You guys talk amongst yourselves. This is gay. Wait, why is his pants coming down? <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're kind of on that, we've we've mentioned wrestling a couple times here. I also do that with Jeremy. By the yeah. Way. <laughs> on kind of a, a shitty sad note, I don't know if you guys feel the same way I do about garbage wrestling. We lost uh, New Jack. Yeah, I know. It, that was uh, kind of sad and kind of a sudden. I mean, he was granted in his fifties, but he was still active. Is this keto? It's also not exactly yeah. a nice human being. Well, so. yeah, I mean, I've always thought that, but then like, um, I know Paul Heyman. They wanted him to say a few words, and I watched that, and that was pretty right. Tugged at your heart a little bit. New you know? Jack. You have to respect him a little bit for kind of being one of the guys in ECW who pushed the boundaries a little yeah. bit to get garbage wrestling where it was. And as someone who is a fan of garbage wrestling, I can respect him as a performer. As a person, he's fucking garbage. Agreed. Well, tried but, killing two people. Yeah, but as a he tried perf- to do that in the ring too. Yeah, he's supposed to do that. As a performer, though, when he was making his way through Deep South, he opened some doors to a whole completely different subgenre of wrestling that I think without him. I don't think eyes would have necessarily got to the Japanese product that gave us that hardcore style of wrestling, that deathmatch that people like me love today. So I think he's a great gatekeeper for some people, yeah, but a terrible human being. Oh, absolutely. When I think New Jack, the first thing I think of is his screwed up forehead. Oh, like how disgusting. Yeah. Blade, blade for just taste. Yeah. Cheese grater. I mean, I feel like that thing had to be. I think he actually like, did do a cheese grater I, at one Probably. Point Okay, so I got the fellas here uh, some genuine Hank's Gourmet Philadelphia recipe root beer, which I'm going to in August, October now. So we 300 can, calories. Let's twist geez. off our caps, and we'll try to toast not over the soundboard, but it hurts over my here. Fingers. So here's to John's birthday and our 25th episode. Oh, it's spilling on the soundboard. <laughs> I don't. I've never had Hank's. So, uh, yeah. Ooh. Whoa. It's smooth. I gave up soda in uh, July of 2019, so I can count on my hands the amount of times I've actually had a soda since then. Almost two years. Yeah, good job, bud. Make him. No, no. <laughs> Goes down Suck well Suck with him. I had one last Friday because I went to the theater for the first time in oh, nice. forever. I saw Saw. I How was saw. that? Oh. <laughs> no. Are you talking Spiral? Yep. Or? Yeah, Spiral, yes, so. the book of Saw. So I don't think that Chris Rock is a good actor. No. What gave it away? Um, the only thing he was good in was lethal weapon else four. in that movie, for what? that matter. Is the it like plot the, is, it, wasn't the plot in theory makes, it, it's great. It makes sense. The execution is terrible. And the twist, I predicted in the first 10 minutes. So Is it a prequel or a sequel? No, or? it's 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 almost like a spinoff because they okay. talk about the lore of John Kramer and stuff like that. And there's like a photo of him when they're like trying to do stuff. But Isn't Chris Rock supposed to be Danny Glover's son? No, he's Samuel L. Jackson is his dad in the movie. Uh, Dude, he was awesome in New Jack City. <laughs> See, Whoa! The, the only full thing, bring it the only circle. movie I like Chris Rock in was Lethal Weapon Four, mm-hmm. and I think that which just, is one it, of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my it life. Fits to his loudness that he yeah, is. and he was trying to be serious this whole time because like his you know people around him are dying and his dad's missing and stuff like that, and he's just like I could not take him seriously at all. See, that's why I I'm not a fan <clears throat> of. Uh, comedic actors and actresses trying to be serious when they're known for being a comedian. Right. It's when uh, f- fucking Jim Carrey did it. 
in like the number twenty three, right? Or even sunshine. For I feel the like that movie mind. gets brought up in almost every podcast we do. Twenty three times. Twenty. Yeah, we missed it in the first two. Like, but I loved him in the number twenty three, and I loved him in Sunshine for the Spotless Mind. Like, he just has that way. I think he transitions really well. It's kind of weird to bring up half of that. Jim Carrey because <laughs> like I was just talking to somebody at work enough. today about how I think The Cable Guy is probably one of the funniest. It's the funniest Jim Carrey movie. 100%. And it's, and it's probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> such a good movie. I need to watch that. So. Cable Guy. <laughs> you guys used to say that all the time. I, I used to. I still do. Maybe I said it coming I got a text today with him saying it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a reface. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, with John being our special host, he gets to pick uh, the majority of our topics tonight. So, he picked two topics that we're going to do first. And then our main topic tonight is we're going to talk about the movie Unemployed. Go a little bit. Tell some stories that we remember Pulled it straight off the wall. Lonnie can, since unfortunately we didn't know Lonnie at the time, if he has questions about things, he has seen the movie. But I do think that before we get started, I think we had mentioned this on the BPT movie review podcast, a story about one of the first couple days that we lived together, John. Oh, God. I knew. I I made a mention that this was probably my favorite memory Uh, of his. All right. So take it away, boys and girls. Uh, <laughs> sit down, get cozy. Um, so not as cozy as I was. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and this might be my sister Stacy's first time hearing this. Um, Hi, Stacy. <laughs> You're welcome. So miss you. The house I grew up in. I'm mad at Stacy anyway. My, she didn't. She didn't watch us live at the haunted house. I don't uh, care if it was a school night. She's probably asleep. Her wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, so John moved into the house with me that I grew up in. Because my mom had moved out and moved in with a guy she had known. So it was, I don't even know how many nights you had been there. It had to have been like the first two or three (laughs) nights. John had his room and I had my room. And I went down, we had like the storage room in the back that had like all my childhood memories in it, board games and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go down there and look at some of the stuff because now John's here. We can play some of these games. So I'd go, I'd find a, a board game. I'd go to his room. I'd knock. I'd, he'd be like, come on. I'd open the door and I'd be like, dude, I found Battleship, like the original Battleship. He's like, cool, let's play that later. Go away for about five minutes, find another one. I'm going to knock again. Come in. Dude, I found Aggravation. Have you ever played this game? It's funny. He's like, no. Did that a few times. So then I found uh, my baseball glove and baseball. And baseball's key to this. Right? Yeah, <laughs> baseball is key to this. I had a baseball glove mitt on and a baseball in the mitt. At this point, I figured I had knocked so many times, and I'd been coming in here about every five minutes, every three minutes, so I don't need to knock anymore. So I open the door. All I see is John's, and I'm not saying big screen TV, but it was probably what like a a 42-inch TV or something like that with a porno on it, and John sitting in front of it in a folding chair (laughs) with his dick in his hand and i was his i was is going through the little folding yeah. part of this yeah his ass was going through that okay this is where the ba- does in that movie this is the ba- this is where the baseball comes into thing i have a baseball but my intention were to go in there and be like hey you want to play catch later on i was so thrown off by what was in front of me right now that i said hey man you want to play darts later and it was more like you want to play darts later? and john it, it, you can't see but he never turned fully around to look at me. He never moved his body. He just turned his head to the side and was kind of looking at me out of the corner of his eyes. And there was about 
three seconds, three to five seconds of just us just kind of staring at each other, but not staring at just each other. acknowledging and what's yeah. going on at the and present moment. I shut the door, uh-huh. stood there for a second, and then I went downstairs and I busted out laughing. <laughs> This fucker comes down like 10 minutes later and he he's like, finish, yeah. he's like, well, he busted out, but I couldn't finish busting. Because he- <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was down there and then he finally came down and he's like, dude, if you wanted to see my dick, all you had to do is ask. <laughs> and my response to him was like, did you try to finish or did you finish? And he's like, well, I could try. <laughs> so well, yeah, you get the train going. That's, that's when I knew. What that Jeremy was, forgot to also tell you guys is he had an extensive porn collection as well. I did. So, so I had a lot of people. Why are you he showed me those before. first. Yeah. <laughs> so I had like a, a crate of it and it was, you know, the majority of it was not, it was given to me. And I can actually tell if Stacy's listening, like one of her exes gave me a large amount of those DVDs because he thought that, you know, I'm with your sister now. Uh, I don't need all these. So he gave them to me. Um, so a lot of it was... Uh, hand-me-downs um but yeah it was hand-me-down a it was, porn is still good porn but i just remember john was like it was like works all the he same. knew he knew where the crate was full of it the tote and it was like um it's like blockbuster yeah, yeah he you would, already filled his list up he would, you showed him that and then you went battleship would, like, let's do one thing first <laughs> he'd take like five of them at a time and next week he'd bring them back and get, get take five, five more. more yeah yeah Actually, I threw that whole tote away when I when I moved. Well, yeah, we have the internet so now. Some, Do you feel like the porn cheated on you or something? Like, what's <laughs> no, it? I just didn't want to move it in the move to like the apartment I was going to. Some was trash large, guy was, was probably like, a large like, tote here, right? like yeah, this like, was like a thirty-two gallon yeah. tote. So VHS tapes. I think I watched DVDs. DVDs. I mean, that's that's kind of where the whole John's porn tote and unemployed came oh, yeah. from. Was a that bit. so? Uh, so, anyways, what's your first topic, John? So you fucking pervert. <laughs> You're the pervert that tried to look. <laughs> you, you wrote him as a this, chronic masturbator. I'll tell you what. One incident. It's probably a good thing that my sister Jamie doesn't listen to this because that was her room. That's that right. She did that in. Some of the thoughts were her too. All right. That was our host, John. Um, he will not be ever heard from ever again. I've been uh, trolling Jeremy with sayings like that for a while now. You're not the only one. Yeah, I know. Anyways. Topics. Stacey's pretty good looking. <laughs> I'm glad you Sorry. played that. Not Sorry. the. Not the. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I wanted to talk about a topic that I talk a lot about. I don't know why I think about it as much as I do, but it's that you know proverbial question: What would you do with three wishes? You know, you find a genie. You know, we're going Aladdin rules here. Can't wish for more wishes. Can't wish for bring people that. back from the dead. Can't wish to fall in love. You don't like doing it. Um, <laughs> that was my terrible impression. But anyway, I thought, I thought that was your Lonnie impression. It is my Lonnie impression. Wow, <laughs> I know it's gonna be one of those nights. All right. Paco, so yeah, Paco. I just—I mean, what what desires do you guys have? Are you selfish? Are you you know giving? Like, kind of depends on what your wish is. Are you a little bit of each? You know, kind of thing. It's kind of weird. Like the things you are saying are just with what I wrote down here. It's well, let's of... start off with you then. So I said the easiest thing to do is to wish for unlimited wishes, but that wouldn't make this any fun. Right. So my first one that I have, and I'm just going to read this verbatim. The most selfish wish would be to have perfect health because with all my health problems, it sometimes affects things I want to do that helps others. So I would, I would wish for perfect health for me just because there really are so many things that I would, I want to do. And I can't because, you know, some days my health is just kicks my ass and it affects my mood sometimes. So if I was healthy, I mean, the amount of movies that I'd put out there, the amount of things that I would do on top of 
all the things I do already. And things would get done a lot quicker too. And I think that some people don't realize that too. Sometimes it takes me longer with things, mostly because I don't want to settle for garbage, but a lot of it has to do too with like health issues. And so that's why it takes a little bit more time. So that's my first wish. Did you have I, something? I could see that, you know, like that time me, you and Amanda went to Worlds of Fun. Yeah. Like there was this certain things you couldn't ride, like you mm-hmm. couldn't do bumper cars, you couldn't right. do a couple other things, you know, so. It affects my living too. Right. Like, and so when I, I almost knew that was going to be one of your wishes. So I'm glad that it's on there. I feel like I know you. You We're do. Connecting me. All right. <laughs> you two, I don't fucking have a clue. <laughs> that's for the best. <laughs> so for my second wish... I would want to be able to see what people are thinking. And I think that this would make decisions decisions easier because it's like if I wanted to approach you, John, about something that I didn't know how you'd feel about it, and if I said it and it just rubbed you the wrong way, then it starts like some kind of friction between us or an argument. If I see how you feel about something, then it's like, okay, I could approach him about this. I think it would make your decisions on things with other people a lot easier if you could see what they're thinking. Now, I'm sure there's some... There's some stuff there's, that they get. There's some, just read his body language. There's downsides to it because you might, I might be looking across the table at Justin who I think likes me and it's like, oh, that fucker's planning on killing that's, me tonight. With would I do that? I'm going to murder plus, your ass. Plus, I don't want to see what all the women say about me because it's all bad So or to, think about me. To kind of like get into that, do you want it to be at all times? Like, Can you turn it what off women like Mel Gibson? Like, can you turn it off? I, one of my wishes, I'll um throw one of mine out there was to see two minutes into the future by pulling my ear. So like if I'm at the casino or something, I love, I would love to gamble. I would literally, if I could do that, I would just gamble my whole life. Like that would just be fun. I don't say that's like a final wish. That's just something I think about, but like, could you pull your ear to hear somebody's thoughts? Is that what I see? I would want to turn it off. I wouldn't want it to be constant because that would get annoying. Like Mel Gibson and right, what women like what want. Women want exactly. Uh, but yeah, I think that would be interesting because yeah, you you would be able to probably. I think I could help solve cases too. Like if something's at like there's a for instance there's like this is probably a bad example right now going on. There is this autistic boy that's been missing for a few days yeah. in where we grew up, yeah, La Vista. Right grew up. He left school, which the school I went to, which is weird, La Vista West Elementary. He's been missing. Police found on his computer Google search. He was looking on for ways to hide, hide and all this stuff. And it's it's really crazy. But like you know, you could probably talking to other people around if you see what they're thinking. Maybe they're holding out on something. And I mean that's that could be like a murder case too. Is what it would mm-hmm. be a better better thing to like just come in, talk to somebody, your honor. He did talk it. to a suspect. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. just like this fucker. I already know you're guilty. Right. So um, that would be my second wish. And my third wish is kind of, it might sound like uh, Miss America here, but I would I would Peace wish for all the ignorant hate in the world to go away. I think the world needs to have hate in it because I think people become bigger from that and learn from it. But when I say ignorant, I'm talking about the racism and a lot of the shit that goes on nowadays, you know, with the, the BLM and all that stuff. Like there's causes out there and there's ways to go about it, but this day and age with the social media and everything like that, it makes people a lot more ignorant and, you know, they tear people down and for, for no reason, just because they have a differing view than you do. So I would want all the ignorant hate to be gone in this world, especially on the social media too, because you don't have to deal with the consequences of what you say to somebody. Most of it's just for attention and not for the cause. Exactly. That's also true. 
And I mean, and that's the, I, I'm guilt. Like I'm, I don't think I've ever been like really ignorant with things, but it's just like, I, I've been all negative and I, I've held back lately. Like if you notice people on my Facebook that are friends with me, I don't vent as much. I don't really post as much as I do because it's like, I'm trying to be a better person when it comes to that way. Just because I know I feel this way about something and somebody else doesn't. And a lot of times I don't throw it on other people's faces, but it's just like they throw it in my face because, you know, I may have this opinion on it and it differs from them. And it's like, dude, we can have differing opinions. Right. Like Some people, it, like when you say something, like if you just say something on your Facebook, they feel like they're being targeted. It's like, right. Right. first of all, most of it's a projection. Anyways, yeah. It starts with that. Like, I, don't know. I also me. hate people apologizing for oh, yeah. somebody else. Like, yeah. oh, hey, or being offended. Hey, that you shouldn't say it. that person's going to get offended. That person's like, no, no, I'm not. Stop yeah. being offended yeah. for me. Exactly. That builds the cause even, or I don't know if I want to say the cause, but the the uh, negativity around it even you know, tenfold. Yeah. It's like it's not helping them at all. Like they're fine. They're, they're you know, content with how they are, I guess. Yeah. So, so so everybody stop being offended for other people. Yes. That's I'm fucked I'm, up. I'm, I'm, you I, can't I say want, that. I want to apologize for that? everybody that's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid to hear Lonnie's Stacey. wishes. Why? Because of, of the type of person you are. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I want to get, I want to get all oh, hate you know, to go away. I've been on both versions uh, <laughs> wow. That's, that's why I said that. Shows. This one's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> Jeez. You guys didn't even hear what they were talking about before we went on air. Would you put in this? Yeah. Where are you well, making us drink? It's burp like crazy. Tom Hanks right? juice. It's actually better after eating one of these uh, donut holes. Gonna get a Hanks. I will shout out to Hank's Gourmet Root Beer because they do have a, uh, a cherry one. I was gonna get the really different good. ones, yeah. but I figured we'd all get the same one. I haven't had a root beer in a while. I, I haven't had like a soda and well, I guess I no more I of a cream soda, yeah. more of a anyway a cream pop myself. Get a oh. Hanks, get what? a Hanks root pop. beer to the fucking face. I wish for root beer right now. <gasps> Done. There it is. All right. Well, since you so graciously called me out, I'll give you my three wishes <laughs> to kill Jeremy. Oh no. <laughs> Wish, Ooh, number, wish number one. Okay, so mine mine take a little bit of explanation. So my first wish is I wish for five more minutes. And how that is best explained is going through your life, you never know when the end is the end. You don't know when, like, this is going to be the last time you see somebody or it's going to be the last thing you've ever said to somebody. I would love to get a notification or to get some kind of feeling where you automatically know and you just get five more minutes put into that. Did you get that from that country song? No, I, I actually have it tattooed on my arm. I've had it tattooed on me for years and it's, it's just something I abide by. Like when you know it's going to be the end, just want five more minutes. Yeah. And it, cause deep. you never know when it's going to be the last time. Like for example, my my grandfather died in hospice care i gotta spend his last good time with him before he went in and it, it just makes you think well if i had five more minutes with him when he was healthy what would we do and it's just that thing like i wish everybody could get five more good minutes with someone they loved or in the future like you don't know when the last time you love someone or someone you hate like, especially someone you hate, it's like, fuck you. Well, how many more fuck yous can you get in five minutes? <laughs> I thought he was going to go a different way. Like, I know. Forgive him or something yeah, right nope. there. Nope. I just got to pour fuck more you. salt yeah. on the wound. But again, I want you to have five more minutes so I could take him away. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just one of those things like, 
just an indication that this is going to be the end or the last time. So you just get that five more minutes. Like that. I think a good lesson for this is is everybody should treat every day. And every time they're with somebody, like it's the last time they're going to be with them. Yeah. It reminds me of like those Buddhist sand paintings, the medallas. They make this very intricate sand picture and then they just smear it away. They dump it away. It's only supposed to last for that, that moment. Why would they do that? Because that's it's a lesson of non-attachment. So you're not necessarily attached to what is going on. You just enjoy the present as it is and then move forward. Yeah. Interesting. So fuck you for thinking I was going to do something mean. You still have two more. You're holding out hope. <laughs> My number two wish would be being able to live like money isn't an issue. So not being mm-hmm. rich, mm-hmm. not being poor, not having everything you need, but just being able to live, not having to worry about where money's coming from, not having to worry where it's going, just being able to exist and be happy. I usually do that until money's an issue. Right, but wouldn't yeah. it be great to <laughs> never have to worry about it? So does that mean like things are free? Or you just have yeah. money. It's like you just, it's you not just, necessarily a like forethought. Like it's it's you don't ever have to worry about it again. You like just your bank account just fills automatically. You have well, more even, priority towards your relationships or the the things yeah. that you do. And like you don't have to worry about where money's coming from. But you're not stupid rich because the I believe the people who are stupid rich are always scared that their money's going to go away. You're not worried about being poor because then you're worried about where you're going to get money from. You don't worry about being middle class because then you're worried about getting rich or being poor. But you've made it far enough that you have fuck you money. You can right. just like, eh, I don't need to. Wish I have that right now. There's four of us who are scared to look at our credit card bill. After <laughs> the call That's the worst right thing now. about coming back from a trip. <laughs> you at least still have your credit card on you, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's just we all forgot to call. Check our again. Thing, so we right. Right. <laughs> So it's just one of those like waking up. On a Monday or when you'd normally get your bank statement or something like that, just fucking throwing it away. Not even caring. Just know. I, I do that anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so just knowing that you just don't care about money. Money doesn't exist to you. Money doesn't rule your life. It doesn't run your life. Just being comfortable where you're at, when you're at. I like that one. I try to let, I don't spend much money. Like for the last like couple months, I haven't spent money. Like I used to have like two or three Amazon packages on a porch every single day. Cause I would just constantly buy stuff, but I'm trying to a better myself. Like, what do you and need a snake repair kit for? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> right. Uh, All right. Let's hear number three. My third wish. I wish I could go back in time and make it. So the nightmare on Elm street remake never happened. Oh. <laughs> I, oh, wow. I will high five you on that one. <laughs> Uh, that, we need to who, talk later about something about movies, but we'll get into that later. But that, he, pointed, three in there he pointed his finger right in my face when he said that. I did. Wow. I'm very offended um, by something I learned earlier. That movie <laughs> is the biggest load of fucking trash ever. Not only the fact that so it is. So much that you're wasting a wish on it? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I would Worth waste it. I would waste. <laughs> like, if one of my wishes had to be to go back in time, I would. And one would be to find the movie, I would do number two. And three would be to stop it. Do you stay in time, though? Did you say you want to do a number two? (laughs) Well, I mean, I was still married at that time when it came out. Yeah, fuck that's, it. Yeah, that's an idea for a movie. You can everybody your child. can go back in time for something, but they have to stay there. But you have to stay there. And then your firstborn is going to be a female. 
I don't know. What? Because Mox is super easy to raise. It's Justin. Okay. Don't even I, ask what anymore. But no. He's changing for my clothes for my He's changing the, like, the I would go back, fabric of time. I, I, could, I, would, I would fucking butterfly affect the shit out of it just right. to stop that shit. I that would, movie. Like, he, I would probably be a happier person if that which movie one? did the no. Nightmare on Elm Street remake. I don't think I saw it. Oh, yeah, good. You're a better person. Don't. The one with when the. The one with War, uh, Jack, Jackie Earl Haley. Was 10. it 2009, 2010? 2010. Yeah. yeah. It was it's fucking terrible. garbage. It was Freddy amazing. Ta- Freddie talks. He's like, <laughs> He looks like. He, I will say I'll this. I'll recap he, with you next week. I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> he, he, I will give you this. The, the look that they have for Freddie, he looks like an actual burn victim. Because half not of his Freddy. fucking face is CG. Yeah, I know. I know, and his voice is terrible. He's really good at having CG faces, though. Like the poster. If anybody were to ever play Freddy Krueger and not be Robert England, it'd be Billy Bob Billy Bob Thornton or Johnny Depp or no Johnny Depp. Good news, guys! It's on HBO Max. I'm watching it. You do. (laughs) There's a. I will tell you this. That I got five more minutes. I'm going to tell you. Don't do it. There's a twist in it. There's a twist in the movie that if they would have had the balls and went with that twist. I would have been okay with it. It would have made it like a two out of ten. But since they <laughs> since they didn't go through with that twist, fuck it, burn in hell. Man. Fuck it. Literally. Burn in hell. Yeah. I, is your is your thing that you want to talk to me about the remake of it? Yep. Oh, fuck that. You <laughs> fuck that movie. Justin's daughter, when I was over, yeah, tried to get me to, to fucking watch it. My two year old was trying to get her him to watch it. It's great. I punched him. I was like, don't you My fucking two- Put that shit on me. Highest grossing horror movie of forever, and he still refuses to watch it. I will never watch it. Why? You know, how many fucking times do I have because to say Because Tim it? Curry is Pennywise. We get it. Yes. We get it. 100%. And he's not, and we get it's it. It's all fucking CGI. I understand. But you watched Freddy. Wasn't Robert it. England Freddy? That's what got me on this. I watched that thinking, oh, this could be cool. And then, nope. <laughs> why do I add this They're two different. Uh, don't. Yeah. John. Please, oh, John. That's a new. That's a new phone. Don't, don't fill it with shit. Oh God, I don't. Know. Please I watch it too, because that's on here. Yeah, you can eat no. my it. Don't. It's so good though. It has, it actually jump scared me. Oh yeah, it scares me too. So anyway, Justin, Justin, uh, Justin so before you go, the... I think there's a sound clip for this donut home about to eat. Mm, eat it. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, uh, I was when I got porno the I was watching when you walked <laughs> in on me. <laughs> when I got the info for this, I didn't know it was not to do the Aladdin. Uh, no wishing for wish extra I wishes. Put that in there. because that was one of the things that I wanted to do. And like Jeremy said, it probably would be cheating, but I don't necessarily think that it would be cheating because, like, if you wanted to learn the lesson, I didn't you say it was wish. cheating. I said it takes away the fun. It, not really. Because if you want to learn you the just lesson, wish for anything. Yeah, you can just learn the lesson. It's like I wish I learned the lesson to this. All right, okay, cool. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I wish I was excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> You're stupid. But I mean, like, what's better than just doing everything on God mode? A lot of people say that it might. It's not know. GTA. Because then you'd have to <laughs> believe in God. Yeah, that's well, a, yeah, then you're the on you're technically the god because you can do anything. Fuck is this? So what's your it's second? Really wet hand sanitizer. <laughs> 
I'll I'll omit that one. He just ruins every game. He does. Loosely touching on Jeremy. Uh, Ooh. (laughs) That's not loosely, my friend. (laughs) I got a tight squeeze. More of a, I guess, more of a superpower kind of going on. Oh, I guess it's also Lonnie, too. But, like... Thanks for for throwing me in. You're welcome. (laughs) Making me feel important. You're important to me. Look at me. You're important to me. Just spit it out, for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying. Lonnie needs... I, was I just, need this. He needs I was human just with her. I need this. There's going to be lots of time I'm, I'm ignored in this episode, I so I need this. So no, more I don't want five more minutes with Justin. <laughs> no, you're going to take Let over this for this one. You're Come on. Ask Why can't you give our love a chance? I, will you shut up? <laughs> no, I wish, wish I had one. I wish I had the ability to, to control time, like not necessarily like stopping and starting it, but like controlling in and outside of it. So if I wanted to change something or for like, you ask me a question, like if I'm on jeopardy or something, it's like, what is this? And it's like, I can stop it, research it. Like Zach Morris. Boom. Yeah. Did he do that? Yeah. Right. Go, time, time out. out. Quick, like time out. Quick, everybody would freeze. Oh, okay. quick yeah. pause. What? And, and, and do this though, but I don't want to, I, I, I'll come back to you, but um, <laughs> what is happening? there's a thing on college humor. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but it's called Zach Morris is trash. Oh yes. Yes. It's basically they go through and tell him how much every of a douchebag he is. Saved by like the Bell certainly. episode and talk about like how he's manipulating people and how he's doing this and this and this. Well, yeah, he it, he admitted he was manipulating people on that show, and, and it's just like how bad of a person he is for doing exactly what he did in the episode. It's fucking fantastic. It's I it's pretty entertaining. Him. But yeah, so like if I would have fallen, I didn't off give a, you permission to, to I'm, talk I'm again. I'm just doing it. <laughs> it's, still, it. it's still my time. I, I'm taking okay, my time go. back. Cheers. Time, <laughs> time restart. There will not be an episode 26. <laughs> we're already on episode 26. It's been so fun. <laughs> and we're on Justin's first fucking wish. It's like one and a <laughs> half, sorry, man. I love you. No, but uh, so like if I were to jump off of something and like right before moment of impact, I can stop it. You know, and, and disrupting the velocity and just like step down in time, and then I'm good. So I like, do like that. Like, no, if you guys were I'm pissing me off like it. this, I could just stop time, put my finger in your guys' butts, <laughs> and then. Well, that be different than. Yeah, you don't need to do. stop time. Well, I wouldn't be able to enjoy it if you stopped it. I'd so be that's frozen. why I would stop it. Oh. Kind of like click. That was, that was I thought of, you were going to say something else. <laughs> that movie is sad. It is sad. I've but yeah, and that's, that's kind of the downfall of this. Because yeah. if I would have done that, I probably would have aged faster than everybody else. You do. Yeah, do you rough. age faster now? If everybody else is frozen from time, but you're still acting within the yeah. non-time, you're still aging. That's still the fine print I would need to read on that wish. Worth it. <laughs> Maybe. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm on board with that. But yeah. Um. I guess another thing I would do, firmly touching on, Lonnie. <laughs> okay, we'll throw the room first. All right, I guess it's also Jeremy, too. They both kind of, like, what, what did you say? The <laughs> See, you I've weren't said, even paying attention. I said a lot of things in my life, so you got to be a little bit more. Well, not being douches and stuff like that. If people, That's never one of my, my first. I never my, said anything about douches. I said ignorant. Hey, ig- same thing. That's what uh, douches. If you look uh, douche, ignorant behavior. Wow. Yeah. But uh, if people were to utilize more critical thinking See, and their approaches. Every fucking <laughs> oh, I hear it. I listen. <laughs> I Why kidding. you got to break my balls? <laughs> break my balls. Yeah, no, if people would have utilized critical thinking in most any approach they, they take, they don't just react on ignorant reactions. They're not thinking about things, and most things are of people assuming or projecting what they think of you, and they won't give you the chance to explain your position. It's like, you go a lot farther, and that was one of my my New Year's resolution is is critical thinking, and I'm going to probably revert back to that throughout 
a lot of these episodes, but yeah. And my last wish would be uh, if there was like a rule or a, a, something I can change drivers because drivers, man, those those are what piss me off. Like if we had like spikes at red lights, if like once the red light hit, spikes come up. That way, those motherfuckers who are always plowing through the red lights and making people's other you know other people's lives in danger, it's like they just flatten That's their tires. And, hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> However. <laughs> If there are spikes and they are driving over them, they will just get out of control and like crash into like a building or something. That's what he wants. That's fine. All right, it's fine. That's it's fine. for the. So they wait, would have to pay that for would that. be that would be for when it <laughs> turns red, the spikes yeah. come up. Do you, you know how many people blow a red light seconds after it's already turned red? I don't think you need to waste a wish on this. I think, I think you just need to go to Mayor Gene Stothard and suggest this. governor, you might be able to get it to happen. Yeah. But it'd have to be on, it can't be at past the intersection. It'd have to be on the ones. Because if you yeah. do it over there, people turning are. That no, 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 it right would be like right at where flocks. they would There's stop. There's so many flaws in this wish. Right. Well, yeah. stop. I know. Crosswalks. It'll be on the crosswalks. Okay, and then the people <laughs> stop. The this, pedestrians. This could be an interesting future topic that we do every so often is where one of us presents an idea and then we break down the realism the of and of what, it, how, it would yeah, basically. I see absolutely nothing wrong with this. Uh, all right, let's make it happen. Yeah, I like yeah, the I was on board with you until that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Do you, you've even disgusted John. Yeah, good going. Jesus, I at least made him feel something, right? And that's what matters. Oh, you guys are sitting next to each other. Well, so. You want to feel something? <laughs> I do. You want a pickle? I'll get the pickle. <laughs> Uh, so John, you, you said one of your wishes. Yeah. Well, that's what I would talk about. So the one I always pick number one, every time is to speak and understand every language. I feel that you can communicate with so many people that way it would open up doors for jobs and stuff. I feel like we're going that way already. I think emojis is going to be the universal. It might honestly that Brian, everybody, Brian, we were talking about all he does is put gifts or everybody understands emojis to an extent. (laughs) Well, well, is it just chocolate yogurt? What's eggplant? <laughs> this, this guy to my left, Lonnie, I don't think he's typed anything word-related in our group chat. <laughs> Not true at all. It, for like uh, the past two months, False. it's been refaces. False, sir. <laughs> there's there's text in the refaces. False. <laughs> False. Where's my phone? There it is. He's gonna, Let he, me look. He's got to do a reface. I, say, yeah. I, I am positive. That okay, it's I, within, I just, like, okay, positive. I just one, saw three fucking refaces two. from you. <laughs> it's like back in April twenty second. <laughs> a oh, month ago, the reface app for like, Pirates know, of the Caribbean. Five, yeah. yeah. I've only like four refaces, <laughs> and then my fifth one was with text. four refaces in the last two hours. You have a problem. You're doing it while we're talking right I now. Sent one at, <laughs> I sent one at nine oh five this morning. That was text. He did one that kind of. It's going to haunt my dreams. He put his fucking face on Elvira. <laughs> that was nice. Hot. He did that the one might, just that before that was for me. Danny DeVito. But, but the he thing, did one with, on what was it, Giselle, the model? Tom yeah, Brady. I look yeah. better on, my face looks better on women than men. Uh, it does. False. I had to save that one. <laughs> can, can we like disagree on that of, one? He's got a lot of bounce. I, in a, in shine in that hair. Even Look though, at my tats. Even though I was focused on Elvira's cleavage, I could still see your freaking like beard. beard. <laughs> <laughs> just just stop being weird about it. Look at my tits. Mm. We see it. If I had a nickel, uh, wow. <laughs> so what's nickel. your second wish? <laughs> you want a nickel? 
No, I just think it would be cool to speak another like even like alien just, languages. Like if an alien came down, they'd be like, "Oh shit, grab John. We gotta figure out what the fuck these guys want." You know what I mean? I don't know. I've always wanted to learn a bunch of different languages, that but I'm super pretty. fucking lazy about it. So, I wish that was something we were born with. Yeah, just knowing everything. Oh, every we'll, language because that would that would be very helpful. That's it's the future. Of, Plug yourself in. Download languages. Yeah, there's apps now. You can just speak whatever you know, and and it'll just translate in real time. So. It's kind of funny because there's this there's this girl at my work that I used to talk to my ex girlfriend on the phone. She was deaf. Get out of here. This is true. (laughs) I mean, I would (laughs) talk to somebody else translating to like a little thing that text would come up and that she would whatever and then translate back to me. I'm like, this is really hard to. Why did you just text her? Intimate because there was no text. This was back in the mid nineties. That's what I was trying to do. I'm like, what are you wearing? Super uncomfortable. (laughs) He wants to know what you're wearing. (laughs) Tell her. Uh, this girl uh, I work with, she's fluent in Spanish, really? and I was helping her at the balloon counter, and there no was two Spanish ladies that wanting balloons, See? and they were just talking in Spanish, and the girl goes to me, she's just like, they are making fun of us right now, and they don't realize. Oh, that happens a lot. Yeah, she's like, she's like, the, the, obviously they don't think that either of us speak Spanish, but she's like, I'll tell you later what they're saying about it. She's like, it's pretty bad, but I never did find out, but... I just thought that that would be kind of a cool thing with your wish to yeah. uh, to know just play stupid I think we and should... then say it, something to them back yeah. in Spanish. Yeah. I do that. I've done. I know enough Spanish to know what somebody is saying to me. I don't really know enough to relay back, and you know. But uh, we, I had two guys the other day talking shit in Spanish at work, and I was like, you know, I said something back to them. They're like, oh shit, like that. No. <laughs> so before you get to your last wish that you, that you have. Um, we have a friend, you don't know him, Paco. Oh, and we do. We, yeah. we, we, no, no, we, 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 the three of us, Lonnie, oh. Justin, I have a I friend, Paco. Paco. Okay. So, okay, that's what I was going to ask you. So we and you both, both know a Paco. Do your impression of what Paco sounds like, because I did it for them, and they kind of were like, no. But Well, I mean, you have to hear Paco to understand. Just, just, just do it. I, so. No, like, I have to hear it, too. Like, I can imitate really well, but I... I got some hot cock. <laughs> He's gay, too, so yeah. that's why yeah. Jeremy says the cock line, or he just likes cock, too. We pranked, speaking of, we'll get into that yeah. in the next topic. That's, but, yeah. um, we'll just get into it in the next topic. Okay, it yeah. goes along with that story. But Was that your last wish? Was yeah. it <laughs> to go to the, <laughs> to next, go to topic. the next topic? <laughs> that's a great segue. <laughs> and my last wish is kind of like yours, but I would include everyone I love, too. Like, perfect health for me and everyone I love. Spikes on I just didn't know if, like, something, if that Spikes. was cheating to <laughs> no. wish it for multiple people. No. Oh, adding rules. Except that motherfucker who tripped me in gym class. What? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> but let's, like, let's edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, so I, I you know, like you said, health and kind of like yours, people dying sooner than they should because of certain things. And it's just like, why can't we all just go about like this? fucking pandemic we're going on right now like it would just be nice to be healthy well there's just there's just so many things that could take people out these days Mm -hmm. i mean uh spikes at a red light yeah exactly (laughs) if i ever if that ever happens i'm gonna justin no they're gonna be literally scream justin every time they're gonna be like you know spikes that are angled at you like three feet spikes so they'll catch on and go through the floor of the okay well that's better yeah god that way only one person gets hurt 
And if there's a passenger, they should have told the person. Car repair shops. I think Justin I needs it. You're creating a job. Justin needs help. I thought I was the masochist of the group. <laughs> Episode 26 Wait, is going to be a fucking a intervention for you, Justin. Masochist is self-help. You, you drive through so many lights. Wait, well, red, green lights. <laughs> no. Green lights. No, sir. I, I follow no, every Yellow road. means speed up, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, shit. Hurry up. Except for on a banana. If yellow means wait. If we're, we're doing a, a video podcast, Red means where the we fuck did you get that banana? So you can <laughs> throat their bottle the farthest. <laughs> I like how there were two conversations going on in this podcast. That's generally how everybody. Which co- which topic did you listen to first, ladies and gentlemen? Because <laughs> if it was the one I just had with Lonnie, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I don't even know where ours went. He's <laughs> <laughs> talking about bananas and white people. Uh, what? <laughs> exactly. I don't know what you were talking. Uh, talking about red lights. What I said was, too bad we don't I, have the video cameras yet, because then we could all practice see who can throw out their bottle the deepest. Hey, we can have the viewers imagine by our gag reflex. <laughs> Justin's not making any noise. That's not and the I don't only see thing. the bottle. He's got it all the way down to the bottom label. Um, he just oh, I put it. mine in the wrong hole. Where'd it go? <laughs> Wait. Weep. Yeah, those are interesting wishes. I don't hear those a lot. You know, people like to be invisible and fly and stupid clay, shit like that. They want a clay ache in that shit. Well, I thought <laughs> I thought having a smaller cock would be too egregious. <laughs> I broke John. <laughs> I think I missed the reference. <laughs> the best part was I could see it like sinking in. Like he didn't get it at first. Fucking <laughs> deep cut. Like get the fuck out of here. Uh, clay ache. <laughs> the football player. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when we would drive around and you got on the radio trying to get that uh, James Blunt song, You're Beautiful, yes. and you were like, you finally got on the air and you're just like, can you play that song? It's like, my life is brilliant. No, <laughs> like, Could you play Is that new Muppet James singing? Blunt song? You're beautiful. <laughs> and they were like, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Quit calling us. Sweet 98. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Clay fucking A. <laughs> Out of here, he was the runner up too to Ruben Stutter. Oh, Clay. Clay. it's like finally somebody played a song <laughs> on Spotify. I, I, just, I just got a text from him on our uh boundless pod trap page, he's our guest next week. <laughs> yes, I'll do it. <laughs> I didn't oh, ask you, okay? Shit. Please, that got me. Love me, <laughs> Jesus. All right. So, what's the next topic? That so, the next chose? topic is I want to talk about because I know Jeremy and I have a lot of stories to tell, but I also want to know stuff that you guys have done as well. Was like your favorite pranks that either you've seen somebody do or that you've personally done. You can have as many as you want. I mean, obviously, we got a time limit. Are we going to be incriminated at any John time just looked at his wrist. Negative. That obviously, doesn't have a watch on it. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping that. somebody uh, wouldn't catch that. Damn, still not there. <laughs> it's just as bad as like when people actually look at their watch and and you ask them what time of day it is, and they have to look at it again. It's like you didn't, we didn't well, retain it. Well, half the time, watches aren't even watches anymore. I want to be yeah, accurate. Justin, Justin's watch. looks like, I don't even know. Play Aiken's watch. Like fucking phone right it's a navigator. <laughs> Navajo. Well, I'm going to start out with, um, with two pranks that others have done. The first one is one I think it's, it's fucking fantastic. And I'm sure we've all seen it. We could probably leave the link in this, but... The two brothers that convinced their younger sister that there was a zombie apocalypse after she got her wisdom teeth pulled and she was under sedation. You didn't, you, I don't think I've seen this. Oh now. my god, it's hilarious! These two guys, like the cat she, or the dog, she's <laughs> she's like so like out of it, and 
he has a fake recording play on the radio and it's like saying about how the zombie outbreak, the dead oh, are coming shit. to life. And when they get home, like he even had their mom involved in it. They had stuff, her and her other brother were taking stuff out of the house and he would like come in he's just like, he has one of those grabber things that you squeeze the trigger and stuff like that. He's just like, I got to go inside. He's just like, if any zombies come use this, he's like, here's the safety. He's like, I need you to do it. And she's like, what? And then he's just like, he's like the dog or the cat. We can't have both. Which one? She's like the dog, you idiot. I fucking hate the cat. And then the one oh, that wrote, man, I got to look into this. And then he's just like funfetti or chocolate. And she's like, this is what we're going to be living on for the rest of our life. And she's like, fine, Fetty. (laughs) It's so great. Ellen had him on her show, but I think that's one of the best ones. Have you seen that one, Lonnie? I think so, but. It's fucking. Like, we'll have to watch it when we're off because I want to see. Yeah, that sounds hilarious. But then the other one is not necessarily a specific person that's done it. It's just something that people do. And I saw it once and then I typed it in and saw a bunch of other ones. But it's when somebody goes up to somebody that's like in a deep sleep. And they have like a random thing, like their shoe. And like, if you're sleeping down, they're like, John, 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 it's, it's the phone. It's the phone. And the people just wake up and they grab the shoe and they're like, hello. And it's just like <laughs> some of the most random things that they get yeah. people to like, and then they realize what it is. And they're just like, you fucker. Those are my two other ones. What about you guys? So I've got one that I love is YouTube video called farting with attitude. <laughs> Cause I'm a little child and I love Already fart love it. sounds. The farts are great. So basically it was a guy in central park who developed, it looks like a small burger King cup with a straw, but you squeeze it and it made super, super authentic fart sounds. They'd keep it in his hoodie pocket and in central park, people walk by and he would like jump up and flail his arms and then make fart noises. <laughs> or he'd like run by people and pirouette and make fart noises. It was just him doing stupid shit, but making super realistic fart sounds. And it's the funniest shit I've ever seen. It's like, like the size of a cup? Or? It's just, yeah, it's like half of a small soda can. Oh, is it like the pooter? Yeah, like the toot or whatever it is. I guess maybe. I don't know. I just always look at farting with attitude. And it's just little things like that. And there's like four or five of the videos, and they're funny as fuck. Like some of them, he'll just sit there and like count them down, <laughs> and people will walk by, and it's just it's harmless fun. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not really. Farts a, are great. Farts are always fun. I'm not really a big fan of pranking strangers in public. It's really not my favorite thing to do. All these that like, we're going to talk about. Like, <laughs> like getting your friends, that's, that's another thing. Like I fucking prank my friends all day long. So but, most of the stuff that you see online nowadays are like setups. It's like, right. why did this person automatically stop right here while, the, you know, like recording? It's, right. Yeah. But my favorite prank we ever pulled of all time is when we were, we were pretty young. I think, I don't even think we were driving yet. I think 14. We had a friend. I'm going to leave his name out. But we lived in super small town growing up at 100 people, 150 people at most. It's the first time his parents ever left him alone. They What's went, his parents' name? <laughs> um good try that's, that's pretty smooth um but his parents were you're old enough now we're not gonna take you with us me and your father need a little vacation they wanted to have sex didn't they a lot yeah a lot of sex <laughs> all the sex all the, as much sex as two people can have so they're like we're gonna leave you for two weeks damn so they left him a whole bunch of money they left him the house he wasn't old enough to drive he just Got the house, him and his sister. Wow, that's trust. Yeah. And we knew how much he liked to get freaked out. And he had mentioned. Define freaked out. Like, scared. Sh- shit yourself okay. scared. 
Freak me, baby. And we oh. we happen to watch like uh, new and- new nightmare. I don't know if you guys see or remember new nightmare. There's a scene in that movie where they're getting fan mail and it's just letters. And he's like, man, that freaked the shit out of me. So knowing his parents were gone and he was going to be by himself with his sister and his sister is never there. She's kind of a hoe. That's why I don't want to mention names. Everybody knows her. Will you give me her number? After <laughs> right. I, <laughs> I wouldn't. Huh? You have a better chance to look in a trash can. And, um, I don't know. Wouldn't be my first time. But... We, uh, you know my ex? <laughs> <laughs> we got parchment paper and kind of burned around the edges, and we just wrote a 10 on it, put it in his mailbox. And we didn't really think anything of it. The next day we did the same thing, put a 9 on it, oh. put it in his mailbox. I'm and we're like, hey, how you been? And he's like, oh, I'm just enjoying my, my summer break. Like, cool. We rode bikes, hung out. We did it every day. We kept doing it, seven, six. He finally mentioned it at day five. He's like, Man, some fucking weird's going on. We're like, what? He's like, I don't know. It's just weird. Tell day f- us. Day four, <laughs> day four went by, and you could tell he's not really sleeping the best. <laughs> then day three finally told us what was going on. We're like, man, that's so fucking weird. I'd be scared. I, I wouldn't go to sleep. <laughs> My God. Just planting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fucking just fear putting into everything. His brain. Yeah. Just drinking we're coffee like, all throughout the night. We, yeah, we're like, we... Definitely want to call the cops because that'd probably piss whoever else it was. You should drink this bottle of bleach. <laughs> <laughs> Day two goes by. He's like, you can see he's strung out as fuck. Day one goes by. And then Why is we, he staying in the house? Like it, it's a <laughs> fucking farm kids. We don't know any better. <laughs> Day zero. We put it in there. Day zero. Well, the, day the last day. D-Day. <laughs> and we put it in there and we put it on his door. We taped it oh, on shit. his front door. With a day zero and and we put today's the day stuck it to his door oh and we were sitting we were <laughs> we were sitting in the neighbor's yard just waiting for him to get it and he got Should it just stuck it with a knife or something <laughs> we didn't want to hurt his door and we're just sitting there waiting for him to I don't get think it it's gonna say out and he opens he he opened the door and went straight to the mailbox opened the mailbox and he's like you seen this he kind of took that last like breath like okay it's fine. He died. He, he turned, <laughs> turned around, went to walk back up the sidewalk and seen it on his door. Man, he fucking flew back in the house, <laughs> slammed, locked the door. And about that time, me and another buddy of ours, Jared, we start pounding on the front door and pounding on the back door at the same oh, time. No. And we can just hear him screaming <laughs> from his bedroom on the top floor. And we didn't stop. We we. We're laughing our asses off as he's screaming from the top floor. He opened the door with a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> that was and the last we saw. <laughs> but yeah, it took him about a month to forgive us, but yeah, it, was, it was worth it. God damn. You guys should have, when he went to the mailbox, snuck into the house. Yeah, put like oh, no. mud up the steps <laughs> and stuff. And That's how sadistic I See, that's, that's what's kind of scary about pranks nowadays is like people have, you don't know who's strapped with like a gun no. and stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah. But back in the day, like 20 plus years ago, like we were just kids having fun. We thought it was a great oh, idea. Great. We, we should, went through with it. We should start a business to where people can hire us to scare their friend, like do elaborate scares and stuff like that to some of their friends. I bet you people would take advantage of that business. We can call yeah. it the Boundless Pod. <laughs> scare. Yeah. Pod, pod boundless Pods. Pod Fright. Scares are us. Yeah. I had a few. I was actually just thinking about the stuff that oh, I've I'm done. Oh, I'm sorry. Was Lonnie done? Yeah. Were you done? <laughs> he looked at me. 
Whatever. All right. <laughs> we'll swing it around. John, or Justin, you're doing one now? All right, buckle in, boys. (laughs) (laughs) So I was reminded of something that I didn't do. There was a a guy named Tom Abe. Are you guys familiar with Tom Abe? Should we be? I believe so. He's a pretty popular pranker, uh, more so on like the telemarketer end. That's where he got his start on. He's a pranker. There was like this one where, because lately I've been getting telemarketer calls like up the ass, like eight to 12 a day or so. It's like, oh my gosh. And it's, and they just use like masked numbers of like the local area. It's like, I know this is, this isn't you. And it's like when they, when they answer the phone, they're like, good morning. My name is Jonathan. It's like, no, first off it's not, but okay. No, I don't want to buy anything. I, you know, my insurance is fine, whatever. But he used to prank telemarketers and like one of the first ones I ever heard of him was some guy called and he's like, uh, yeah, hello. And the guy's like, is this, am I talking to Tom, Tom Mabe? And he's like, yeah, uh, you're actually calling the crime scene. Tom Mabe was, uh, uh, unfortunately he's not with us. And you know, <laughs> he's like, we, he was a raging, uh, homosexual when you wouldn't happen to be his gay lover. Would you? And like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about and all this. Like he's trying to get off the phone, but Tom Mabe is trying to keep the guy on the phone. He's like, don't you think about, you know, hanging up? Like, I know exactly where you guys are. I got authorities in the area. Um, we're going to need you guys, you know, to come in for questioning. And wow. <laughs> like he, his, um, awesome. I guess, improv on the phone is just, it's up there. It's, it's, yeah. But one of the things that I've done, I might edit, edit this one out, but <laughs> <laughs> so towards the end of high school, you my, don't have to tell a story. <laughs> yeah, <that> right. <laughs> John, put the gun down. That's on his head. <laughs> no, uh, towards the end of the high school, my best friend and one of my good friends, the Reggie, uh, they're both black. All right. And so we went to like the, this graduation party. They were the only two black people at this graduation birthday party. I could have left out. Well, this is integral <laughs> for the story. <laughs> but Edit that out. <laughs> so they were the only two brothers of color over there. And... I had this awesome idea with uh, my friend Reggie, or yeah, with my friend JJ, and uh, and I always kept Did you like, mix them up because no. they look alike. <laughs> Not so much. One's bigger, one's taller. They're both bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I took two pieces of paper, and there was like two water fountains in the back, and one of them I wrote whites only, and the other one oh I my God. <laughs> black men and white women only, <laughs> and put it on like the 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 fountains, and Reggie. You know, who is in on the joke? He looked over at uh, the person who's hosting it, our friend Courtney, and he's like, Courtney, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, this is definitely yeah. edited out. Especially <laughs> because he used real name. <laughs> and, and she's oh like, she's like, what? You know, like she's so like a very soft spoken person, like very endearing. She's like, what? What? What happened? He's like, what? I feel like I don't belong here. You know? <laughs> and she's like, what are you talking about? What, what happened? And he's like that. And you know, like he pointed to the back and she looked back there and she's like, Oh my God, who did that? <laughs> did you play it off? Like she did it? No, no, we, we broke it to her. Oh. You know, Reggie broke out of it. He's like, I'm just fucking, we were, we did that. So. Oh man. Oh, man. I would have left it all night. No left. She still has it there. <laughs> she's like, that's a good idea. <laughs> so I don't know if this is more of a prank for myself or prank to somebody else. But when I was in high school, I had a lunch period that fell right before my drama class. And usually I used my lunch period to go hacky sack because I was a huge hacky sacker. So wow. we couldn't find any. The that security guard would have follow us, uh, you know, 
everywhere. Like, you know, get out of the hallway, get out from behind the bleachers, get out, whatever, and so since, go to class. Since we're cutting stuff anyway, by hacky sack, do you mean putting sack in your mouth? No. Whoa. And hacking it up. Sometimes. Sometimes I do that. If it falls on my face, I put it in my mouth. Were you a master sacker? I gurgle it, and then... Uh, it was in his Jinko jeans. Is that yeah. what they were called? I, I even hung was. out with I even hung out with the goth kids. I climbed I was too many, too cool to play actors. <laughs> I climbed too many fences to wear jinkos, but yeah, I got snagged a few times hanging upside down on a fence. Anyways, so come drama time, we used to come, yeah, come drama time. <laughs> I like how, I like how John's quickly adapted to giving you a hard time. <laughs> so we would go. It's the only reason I came on here. <laughs> meet up with in groups and like practice our little set or something that we're going to present to the rest of the, the group. And since I skipped my lunch, there was a subway across from Benson over there. And we used to go out the back door that's connected to the drama room next to the stage. And that's where the drama teacher used to park his car. His office was just a few uh, closets down, well, rooms, I should say, down from the back of the the, the dressing rooms and stuff where he had the cameras face. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> But uh, we used to steal his keys and then steal his car and then, you know, fill it up with gas and Jesus. go to Subway and bring it back and then park it in the same spot. And it's like, he's probably getting to his car like, how the fuck do I have, like, so much gas? <laughs> <laughs> so basically you're reverse pickpocketing. I guess. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I fooled you. <laughs> I'm out of. I I'm spent out. all my money. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Suck it. How could he turn you guys in if you found out you're stealing his car? Yeah. You're paying. You're so giving him part of free it. gas. Yeah. Probably You're an accomplice. That is thank you notes in his car <laughs> for you. You should have like parked it like reverse though, or like one spot over. Just like he, pre- I don't know if we ever See, put the seat back or anything. Or, I want people to slowly break down mentally. So if yeah. I'm pranking them, like yours, you right. know. Well, the thing is, is he was old enough, kind of going senile already. Oh, like so there's been probably, a few. Oh, that makes it okay. And he's a drama teacher, so his emotions <laughs> are on level. You know, like they can go either or. But there was another time when I was in Germany. So my and Jeremy. Germany? Oh, <laughs> oh Germany. No. Sorry. Germany. That wasn't a prank. So you're talking an hour ago? <laughs> but yeah, no, no, uh, I was an hour ago. Uh, was. Okay. In Deutschland, uh, me, my my buddy Dos Santos, uh, it's, it means of the saint, not two saints. Get it right. Did any of us fucking ask? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was thinking it because he knows a little Spanish, and he was like, oh, oh two saints. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, I know and then races. we had a... a Motor sergeant, uh, supervisor guy, uh, Huff, Sergeant Huff. They we they used to like. Well, I guess we all were Whoa. kind of in on it. No, we used to get we used to prank each other's cars and stuff. So like our Sergeant Huff, like he had a uh, a sunroof, and we used to break into each other's cars and then like move it down the block or move it into the street when the German like trash people come to collect. They're like, we can't get by, you know, your guys's car and our sergeant would be like, what the fuck, you know, Dos Santos and you know, Lance and yeah, Dos Equis. Not, not so much. So there was another time where we had like a whole bunch of uh, shredded paper that we had to we had to get rid of. Like- and since our sergeant he had an open sunroof, we took like four or five bags of shredded paper and dumped it into oh, his car. He's <laughs> such a bitch. <laughs> I would be so annoyed. Oh my god! <clears throat> it was it was a good time. The only thing worse would have been if you dumped glitter. Like fuck, I don't think he would have. Yeah, he would probably spank us for that. Ooh, well then in that case. What was his name, huh? (laughs) What about you, John? I'll start with other people's. I don't know how you guys feel about Impractical Jokers. Love it. Love Love that show. Super funny. One of the skits I've laughed, I mean, I laugh constantly at that show, but uh, 
the one of the ones that made me laugh the most is when they're in like a, a like a blimpy or a subway and <laughs> they're making people sandwiches and they're like smash it down smash it down and they're like slamming the bread down and then they like drop an elbow on the sandwich Hulk Hogie yeah the Hulk Hogie <laughs> I, I like that one when they have Joe just randomly shout out in that same one this isn't real life <laughs> You ever see the one where that they throw the chicken tender at that guy? He gets so. I want to know who threw, who threw this chicken. Oh my god, that show! Joe is Joseph Best on that show. He, he doesn't he has, care. He's no, me. He, doesn't. he he tones himself down. Yeah, I could see him definitely yeah. being you. He tones himself down because it would be unfair because he he would not say no to anything. No, he doesn't. But he has to make it fair to the other guys, right? That's how you guys were with me. You get me to. I w- I'm your Joe. I know. Basically, I'd get you to get on the hood of your car and hiss at ongoing or people running the so the apartments yeah, I lived I in say, just sell it. people he would come over every Monday night to watch Monday Night Raw wrestling and when he would leave it's dark out and there was like a trail nearby and people would be running kind of where the cars would park in the street so I'd have him every time he'd leave get on the hood of his car on all fours and as people would run by and I mean they're within like five six feet of him he would just be like <laughs> like hiss at them and it's like it was so funny to watch people because we were up on the porch watching and people Jesus. are like some people would cross the street just <laughs> yeah, get, like, away get away from, from me oh. so the one i want to bring up um oh. is do you remember when oakview mall had the karaoke hut in the middle <laughs> which i think like i a, do because i was with you many times <laughs> starbucks yeah. um and those girls were there, and you're like, hey, go talk to those girls or whatever. And I went over, and I'm, I'm talking to these girls like normal or whatever while somebody's doing their – so the karaoke hut, let me explain that first. You go in, and you could record your own song on a CD and then buy that CD. To a, po- a popular song. Yeah, to a like, popular song. I mean, you had like a list of certain songs or whatever. But hmm. So I'm talking to these girls or whatever, and then it's their turn to go in. And so they go in, and I just kind of mosey on in with it. And the guy's like, well, hold on, not you, not you. And they're like, oh, no, he can come in. He can come in. I'm like, oh, all right. And I look over because it's a window, so you can see out, out of the hut. And I just see the guy's like, oh, God, what the? He's going in there? <laughs> like, what the hell? I, was, I wasn't really surprised. I'm like, John. <laughs> I think I vaguely re- Is that just like a, like a 10 by 10 room? It, it was like it was a hut. hut right where the Starbucks is now, or yeah, the right. scooters or whatever, right in front of Because there used to be the fountain there. Like a little soundproof. By the elevator. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I vaguely remember that. Yep. And so what I didn't know... Well, I didn't know two things. One, I didn't know their song choice. And I'll get to the second part that I didn't know in a second. But their song choice was No Scrubs <laughs> Did by you know? TLC. And I was like, the fuck am I going to do this with No Scrubs? <laughs> These are a bunch of females. So the song starts going and the girls are singing and whatever. And I'm just their hype man in the background. I'm like, yeah, we don't want no scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging out your best friend's right. You know, just stuff like that. I look through the window and I see the guys dying. I didn't know the guy can turned the outside speakers on. <laughs> and so the whole mall is basically hearing me hype up. So, I wish we bought that. We should have bought that So CD. the girls were like, you know how, how girls are like, if, especially if you go to a karaoke bar, drunk girls, they just giggle and they, they're not singing. They're just like yelling. Yeah. That's what these girls are doing. They're just like, I don't want no scrubs. And then you hear John like, no scrubs. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, so much fun but we we always were doing things in the mall like 
We, the funny thing is, is we've done a bunch of stuff in the mall, and I've, to get I've never out. been kicked out. But you guys always get kicked out when I'm not there. Yeah, we would always make we'd split up in groups of two, and we'd see who could get kicked out the fastest by doing the stupidest thing. And I think Michael Samuelson and I won. Like I think we literally walked in at that point. I think the security guards knew who we were and like, God, God damn these fuckers. Michael literally put his hands on my shoulders and jumped up and like, pushed off. And they're like, get out. Oh, yeah. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, okay, we win. No. But this isn't on my list. It just makes me think of something. And I don't think you know the full extent of this. I don't even know if you were there. But John and I's friend, Brian, in his mom's backyard, there was a shed. And they put carpet in it. They put couches, a TV, cable. Yeah, we turned it into like a bachelor pad. Yeah, they'd hang out in it all the time. Space heater for the winter, everything. Um, so... My 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 good friend at the time, best friend at the time, Michael Samuelson and I, like we'd always hang out at my house. And I didn't, I just lived down the street a little ways. It was about like a, maybe a five minute walk up to Brian's house. So we knew they'd be up there. So him and I snuck up there and we wore um, the scream robe, the black robe with the hood and that one black hooded thing that has the mesh on the front. So you can see out, but people can't see in. I, I think back then, I'm like, how the fuck did we not A, get shot, B, get arrested because we're walking at nighttime dressed in this stuff up there. What we did was we, we locked them in and I don't think you were there that night. I don't think so. But we locked them in and we had fart spray and there was vents on it. And so we were just unloading fart spray in there. And then Michael jumped up on the top and I don't think we ever did it, but you know how Walmart sells like those like five pound jars of Wasik pickles. (laughs) When you guys were going to try to get out and stuff like that, I was going to take whatever it was we had in the door out. And then Michael was going to pour all the pickle juice on you guys. But yeah, I think we chickened out with the pickle thing. We thought that was too mean. But I also remember in junior high, this is before I met you, I convinced like 10 guys that I had a porn star, a female porn star staying at my house. And I don't know why I did it, but I w- it had been for like a week and I, it was giving me attention. You just so I just looking yeah. at one of your sisters. I just, that's all. well, so yeah. I, I got to it and I told her, I was like, well, what's her name? And it threw me out. And I don't know if I watched Beetlejuice or League of Their Own the night before. But I was like, oh, her name's Gina Davis. <laughs> and so <laughs> at that time there was no, there was no Pornhub or like internet database on Pornstar. So it's like, they really couldn't look up to see if I was lying or not. But I just remember I kept going on telling stories. They were so in enthralled by this and asking me questions and i was just lying straight to my teeth that's how i became a good liar was with this i don't trust you oh um, yeah <laughs> but they're just like i was like well yeah she leaves tomorrow and then it's like well can we come over and see her and i don't remember exactly how it went but one of them caught me in a lie to where it made no sense <laughs> jesus fucking christ it's a little loud <laughs> not for me well um um but he caught me in a lie to where it made no sense that they couldn't come over. And I had told her, told them that she was there. So the whole way we're walking to my house, I'm like, fuck, they're going to catch me in this lie. Perfect timing. My oldest sister, she didn't live at home at the time. It was a half a day at school. And I think that's why they caught me in the lie. Cause I said that she was leaving at three. Cause we would have been in school then, right. but we had a half a day. I'm like, fuck. So we're going there and I'm like, I don't know how to explain this and whatnot. Well, my sister had come to eat lunch there and she was leaving right as we were like, the house is in sight. Like, so oh, I was like, oh, there she is. is, there she is. And they're like, they start running and stuff like that. And she gets in her car and I'm like, God, I really hope that she's gone by the time they get there. And sure enough, but 
they, they believed it was her. So I spikes came from the, the street when she, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this is good. Uh, I think you should tell the story about Paco in your phone call. Yeah, I got a couple more. We'll do Paco then. Um, so we, I used to work with this uh, gay Mexican guy named Paco, if you haven't got that information from our what we've said so far. And we had another cook in the kitchen named Tiffany. Yeah. Tiffany, who was a little bit of an alcoholic, so I knew she was going to be drunk. So we called her. What, how, what time was that? Like one thirty in well, the morning or so something? She's a lesbian. Yeah. We were in Austin, Texas for a Nebraska, Texas Longhorn oh, football we game. Yeah. And we, it was it was the middle of the night and we were in the hotel room. It was like midnight, one AM, something like that. I thought we were at the party where I shit yeah. in the bag. Yeah. No. But- <laughs> no. Oh God, no. But yeah, so that's you named we were. <laughs> we were well, it was for a hot girl. That sounds wait what? Totally out. Of you should get to that in a minute. Hot girl? Uh, <laughs> he did. He did. There's so truth. I just called her one night. And I <laughs> pretended to be him and apparently sounded exactly like I was like, hot Tiffany, like, how's it going? <laughs> what you doing? I'm about to have some hot cock right now. <laughs> so, like, that's a terrible impression. No, I got to hear his not. voice real that quick. dead on. <laughs> For over the phone, it might sound good. Dude, it was, what, 20 minute yeah, conversation? Yeah, because you're just like, I'm about to get some hot cock. Are you going to get some pussy? <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to jump on the vagina tonight? <laughs> Basically, he sounds like uh, Martin Short and Father of the Bride. Mm. <laughs> no, I, love, I haven't heard from him. He went to Mexico. He probably died. Really? Oh, no. <laughs> no, he didn't die. That's sad. Well, I, don't, I don't know. With the bag and the poop. <laughs> huh. This isn't really a prank. It's just you a story. I mean, kind of. Because we were at a party. There was a hot girl. Her ex-boyfriend was in the same complex. It's like, his car's right there. It's like, yeah, you should poop on it. She and said she, that? Yeah. No, I go, you should poop on it. And she goes, man, I would love anyone to poop on that car. So I went and got a bag. <laughs> put, I was there. So I can vouch this story is one. Somebody also true. peed in a cup. Was it her? Or, yeah, she peed she in a cup. She peed in the cup. So I'm holding her warm cup of piss and a, a grocery bag full of my turd. It was, okay. <laughs> so there was I'm, a hole in the bag. And when he got down to the I'm car. The, I, this is probably the last time this ever happened to me. This girl was actually really into me. And she was putting the moves on me. So we were in the living room. And yeah. I, we knew the conversation about, like, John's like, you should poop on your car. And then we knew she peed in a cup. And then when she said, I wish anybody could do this. And John is like, I'll be right back. And I'm like, well, he, I know, John, he's going to do this. <laughs> Fucker comes out holding the pee in one hand and his Walmart plastic bag full of shit in the other. Now, when shit does not hit water... <laughs> Water like actually takes some of the smell away. Yeah. Fuck. Like (laughs) what did you eat? That was baby food. I'm just talking about it. I'm smelling it and I want to throw up. PTSD. Yeah. So yeah, I ran all the way down to this guy's car and like poured the pee like (laughs) all in the little vents. The little vent of the car. And then took the poop, like, you know, tried to fashion the bag into like a glove and smeared it. All over his windshield. And she's like, Me, not that no, car, that car. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, all of us are on the porch watching this happen. And then all of a sudden we hear, hey. And, and John snaps his head and takes off. Dude, I took off. I got lost in that apartment for 45 minutes because I didn't know if he was chasing me or not. Here's the thing. This is the fucked up thing on my part. Was this it you? Is the fucked up thing. This, is, this is the fucked up thing on my part. 
My concern wasn't John's safety. My concern was he was my fucking rock. <laughs> I didn't know what to do if he didn't come back. But uh, thinking back, how did that guy get that off? You can't just winch. <laughs> he dropped that. He, but that's the thing, too. After he couldn't find John, he got in his car and he just let the wipers go once, oh, which probably smeared, smeared it all. And he drove off, never to be seen that ever again. Spike hit his tires. Hit a red light. <laughs> he went through the shitty windshield. Okay, the last one real quick is the greatest April Fool's prank I've ever pulled. Is this? In my life. Is this your? Yeah, I know. So this I one. started it in January. Fucking fooled me. I fooled everyone. I randomly posted on Facebook that an ex of mine had come forward, and I now have a five-year-old son. And so Congrats. everybody was like, what the fuck? You know, like, what's happening? Blah, blah, blah. Wait, when did you do this, you said? In January. Just recently? No. This was a few years ago. Gotcha. Um, I feel like I knew you then. Did I? Maybe. I'd have I'm to sure figure out did. how long it is. I feel like I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> so I told my parents, and I told my roommate at the time, because I didn't want them freaking out, which actually helped, because my mom was like, we'll get you a lawyer, we'll figure it out, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so... This was going into February, March, April. People are sending me lawyers' information. They're asking, like, do we need to go beat this bitch up? <laughs> you know, like, stuff like this. They're like, who is it? And I'm like, she told me, you know, I'm trying, like, to be vague as possible because I didn't want to, like, single somebody out. That was the part I didn't have was an actual person to kind of go along with it. But I was vague enough that people kind of had an idea of who it was. But, like, you know, I didn't know if they ever messaged these people or not. But... But yeah, they're like giving me lawyer information. They're they're asking me for like daily updates and all this stuff like that. And then in April Fools, I was like, "Hey guys, by the way, people were fucking pissed. <laughs> like we supported you, man. <laughs> Our friend Rob found out two weeks beforehand. I treated your son like my son of mine. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks beforehand, my friend Rob figured it out because I had favorited the not the father video from Maury." <laughs> because <laughs> i was i was talking about how i was gonna go on maury too i remember that i was like dude i they, they I sent me a letter that. blah blah they yeah. sent you a letter people were pit well i sent them a letter and they said come on back or uh, something like that response. I don't know. like i said so i don't do april fool's jokes anymore because people literally don't believe anything it's, it's hard these days mouth. to do a prank because people get so offended and pissed off about it or you kill themselves lose. yeah yeah <laughs> Wow. <laughs> do, you, do you have any other Lonnie? Not after Justin's comment. <laughs> one time move. I pulled a gun on somebody and shot him. Joke's on his I, family. I just pulled my dick out that one time, and it's not my fault he put it in his mouth. You know, th this one's not really, It's it was just a fun one, but my when I lived, do you remember Sean Davis? Yeah. When I lived with him. Okay, my first coast. Yeah, that's right, duh. <laughs> Fuck. I just remember I bought like 300, or, of Sean Davis. 300 or 400 balloons, and he had to work all day and i had the day off and i started the night before but i blew up like 300 to 412 inch latex balloons and we filled his fucking i had my buddy matt smith at the time and that's his real name it's not a generic name matt smith uh whatever he we, was we filled his bedroom from fuck, fucking floor to ceiling with balloons to where you couldn't even like really open the door to get in the room and i have this on video somewhere because matt and i somehow got in the room and we we're under in the balloons and I have it recorded, but I thought that was a fun prank to do. I mean, I had like burn blisters on my fingers from tying balloons, balloons and yeah. the static electricity in that apartment for like a week <laughs> after was ridiculous. I did that with but, my, my wife for like an anniversary. I just, 
drove up to her work, filled her car with balloons, so she had to drive back with that. Oh. <laughs> I would just popped him. Ran a red like, light. Like this. Hit, hit, a light hit the spike. <laughs> what the fuck? That's kind of scared me that that went with your hand. When I when I left a Fairway grocery store, I put my two weeks in on my last day. I didn't know they did this, but they wrote in ketchup and mustard on my windshield, we will miss you. And I was just like, yeah, that kind of sucks that they did that, but whatever. And I was just driving home with it on. Well, I had totally forgot that that morning when I got there, it was raining. And so my windshield wipers were on and it was on like the lowest <laughs> setting and I didn't turn it off. And so I'm driving home. I'm on the busiest street and all of a sudden it goes <laughs> and my whole window just <laughs> is smeared with ketchup. I couldn't see shit. And like I'm turning the windshield wiper fluid on, wasn't doing anything. So I had to gym carry that shit all the way home. Looking like you just hit something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess when I left California, moved back here, I, uh, killed somebody no i i left my boss with a with a a sympathy sorry for your loss card (laughs) because of you yeah (laughs) printed up a picture and put it in the frame (laughs) left it on his desk (laughs) he probably still has it (laughs) i wouldn't doubt it his girlfriend was the hr person and he ran the fishing department that i was running as well i was his assistant and i asked her i'm like would he be pissed off if i did this she's like no I'm like, okay. So I got like an ornate, the well, the most ornate picture frame they had at the Dollar Tree. And then got like a collared shirt and a tie and like did one of these sideways <laughs> over my shoulder. And it was, it was just like, glamour the sa- yeah, the sappiest, like, <laughs> I'm so sorry for your loss. I hope you can live on from this I, moment. <laughs> I, what you just said right there just gave me an idea of something we should do. You know how at like Bass Pro Shop, they have that big, tank in the middle that's got all the fish in it and it's open top we should every day go there and we should get a waterproof picture frame and have the same picture of justin printed out and just every day toss one in there and just see how long it takes before (laughs) somebody realizes that their fish tank has like 70 70 pictures of justin just on the bottom justin's like why my picture (laughs) that seems illegal Oh, that was, yeah, that, that was fun. Reliving some old... If you guys are really big on, like, pranks yes. and stuff, one of the f- best movies I've seen in a long time. Have you seen Bad Trip yet, Eric Andre? Not yet. It is hilarious. Joe, you're... He's, he's not going to... Yeah, he's not going to be here next time. Oh, well. Uh, something came up, and so... He, he, he really liked it. I know he just posted a review about it not too long ago. I thought yeah. I'd check it out. Check it out. Okay. <laughs> check, 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 What's check, it, check it out. Uh, Netflix, Netflix or something? Netflix. 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 Hi. Speaking you know, of movies. <laughs> what is it, boy? On Netflix. Oh. So we're going to get into our main topic here now. As we, we've, god damn it, not that again. <laughs> movies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, I don't yeah. have to search. It's right there. Son of a bitch. It's meant to be. Uh, so. Right by Nightmare on Elm Street. In 2017, we filmed a movie that I wrote and directed called Unemployed, which is a uh, feature-length comedy film. Basically, the plot in a nutshell is kind of like uh, Impractical Jokers for lifelong friends. God damn you. You are no longer allowed to do sound. No more more buttons. Uh, But they've known each other their whole lives. They've been pretty lazy. They're now in their 30s. Pretty lazy. And... uh, (laughs) They live in a one-bedroom apartment together that they thought was being paid for, 
but it wasn't. And the guy that's the landlord is also like a mafia type person and tells them they owe him 15 years worth of back rent. And it's about a hundred thousand dollars and they have 30 days to get him his money or else he's coming back to kill him. So now they got to do oddball jobs that pay a lot of money to, um, how many days? 30 days, 30, 30, 30 days. days. <laughs> but, uh, so much better. <laughs> we've got, uh, we had Eric green, Justin Milani, John Marshall, and Joe Simmons, Joe Simmons, but he, he wanted to go by something else, but we're just calling Joe Simmons for this. What do you want to go by? Oh, he wrote it on his release form and he said that to me. I forgot when, I put when, Jonathan T. Marshall until I saw it on the end, end credits. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch. Well, I, I went by yours, but apparently I didn't go by his. But anyways, we, we filmed this back in 2017. It was released in 2018. It was a big hit the two nights that we had. Oh, huge hit. Both sellouts. Yep. Definitely, I would describe this as a very raunchy comedy oh, movie. Yeah. I think. Like uh, late 90s type. Uh, type of comedy, very yeah. lampoony. Definitely, lampoony. It, you wouldn't be able to release something like that nowadays under like an actual distribution. A Hollywood, yeah. The American, that, well, you, the American Pie franchise might do them. They've done some pretty raunchy back in yeah. the day. Back in the not, day, yeah. Not, no, no, they're, yeah, they're now, or, and, uh, now, Broken Lizard is. I mean, they're another one. So I just figured we could, uh, since Justin, John, and I were part of this whole thing. Lonnie has seen the movie, so he can kind of give some outsider question. We can just kind of. Relive things. You know, anybody listening to this that's interested in seeing the movie, message the Boundless Pod Trap page and we can get you a copy to watch. DVD, Blu-ray. I guess, John, I'll start off by saying this. So, like, you know, this has actually been something that I was writing in my head for years. Mm-hmm. And it was actually going to start out as a sketch comedy show called didn't we film Not that, to Blame. Uh, didn't we film a sketch? We did with Justin, with Justin and, yeah. and this, uh, this other girl. And unfortunately, that footage is Lost, gone. gone forever. Uh, so we were going to do the sketch comedy show. And then I, one scene in particular, one sketch in particular, I'm like, man, this would be like kind of like a good idea to like build around this. And it's actually the nursing home scene where the guys, and there will be spoilers with this, the guys read to at a nursing home to the elderly people and they're reading erotic love novels. So that's what this is based around. Uh, writing this, you know, Justin was written as him. I mean, I embellish things. Obviously, Justin's Very not a much. cam guy. Very much. Uh, the character of John was written about John. A chronic masturbator. Chronic masturbator. <laughs> and then, I'm masturbating right now. This is true. Uh, uh, Paul, the character of Paul, the lead character that Eric played, uh, Eric Green played, was around an, another guy that with Paul, Paul Albers is his name. Uh, he was in the first feature-length movie I did, The Shadow's Edge. And then Craig is based off a kind of a guy that I worked with. But... I honestly had didn't think that I had any intentions of having John have the part because I he had been in all my like short film. Him and Justin have been in pretty much everything I've done, but I just didn't know that he would be up for this lengthy. Like this is a big that was a task, yeah. And he John assured me he was like, man, I'll, I I promise you, man, I'll I'll do it, I'll do it. So it's like rolled the dice and. Very glad I did because he did amazing at it. And that, that was the thing with this. And I feel like it was a very loose set and it was everybody's ideas were always. Oh yeah. Well, on par. Ta- yeah. yeah. We would take, take something. I mean, there might've been some things where it was like, yeah, that's probably a little too far. Let's maybe not do that. But we probably I mean, only did that once or twice. <laughs> I think one of the things too, that people like started to do once we started getting going with filming was not tell people what they were about to do. 
Oops. Just to see if we can get people to crack. <laughs> Justin and, and I never do that in yeah. movies. Uh, for this instance, motherfucker's dick is whole. Yeah. <laughs> and see, I get pissed at that because, like, fuck, if I would have known, I wouldn't. Because I, I'm the one that busts out laughing in the background <laughs> you, uh, and ruin the, the tape. camera shakes. And But, like, John, you know, one thing, he goes to the room to masturbate. And as he's going in there, he pulls his pants down, his underwear down, so his bare ass is out. And then he drops his porno magazines. And then the fucker decides that instead of like using his hand to shut the door, he uses his ass crack to shut the door. One take. And one take. <laughs> we, we all held it. We held it together. I but was so glad you guys held it. Do that. you practice that? No. <laughs> you know how me and you are. Yeah, though. Like anytime, very good I don't grasping. even think you and I read a script sometimes. I usually we like read to ad lib, especially if we're talking to each other. Uh. We like to ad lib a little bit, and Jeremy goes with it because. I mean, we don't really let you down when it comes no, to that. No, I don't. It's just like, I just try to tell myself, like, whatever they're about to say, I just need to be ready to <laughs> bite my tongue and my cheeks really hard. That's when, like, masks really help that right? we, we can't well, see. Well, we had some in that yeah. raunchy-ass apartment. <laughs> oh, yeah, so this apartment, it was actually a friend of Joe uh, Simmons. And thank you to the guy. I won't say his name just because what we're probably about to say about his apartment I, I wanted this place to look pretty like like four guys have been living in it for 17 years and I want it to look shitty. And, you know, when I described that, Joe's like, I know a guy. <laughs> and, and so we went to check the place out. And I mean, the second he opened the door, like I went with Joe to, to check it out. The guy opened the door and like the Woff. whiff of Ugh. cat piss and ammonia. I'm like, this is it. I didn't even have to look at the place. But um, turn yeah. it off. Turn it, it, off. it was so bad like this because it's like he had a dog and he had it apparently he had a cat which i never saw but i he had a cat he had a fucking iguana like i don't <laughs> even know what he had <laughs> fucking raccoons are living there. animals but it smelled <laughs> so bad flying out of the fucking bathroom the thing that people don't i think realize that don't make movies is that you can't have any sounds going on so like you can't have air conditioning running. Ugh. You can't have fans going. That eight-hour day. You have, to, hour day. You have yeah, to take a... This is the middle of, like, July, a hot-ass so yeah. summer. Yeah, so it's like you're turning off any airflow. The refrigerator has to be unplugged because you'll pick that shit up. And it, it when you switch angles, it'll be different pitches, different tones. You might hear it in this angle, but not mm-hmm. in this one. And that's what fucks it up. So you have to turn the stuff off. So when it's the middle of summer, the apartment already smells like complete shit. And you, then you get lights that are hot you get a crew a cast of people all their body heat it's fucking miserable some of them wearing monkey suits yes <laughs> yeah but like um, suits not like actual yeah. monkey like a <laughs> mascot now i know why you guys agreed to do the naked parts because you just no, wanted to cool I, off that whole seat that day i'm talking about i would look that was when I came out naked, and I'm so glad I was naked that whole time. I mean, his couch cushion probably didn't like that I was naked the whole time. It stuck to his ass. You dude, hear- I swear to God, that fucking couch cushion came right up. It's like a river going right down my fucking back hair into the fucking couch cushion. Oh I think God. most of us on set knew not to touch that couch after yeah. a while. Well, and I felt bad for the guy who lived there, too. I'm like, he doesn't know anything that happened yeah, in this. Yeah, his bed especially. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Does like, it smell like KY? <laughs> his, we didn't change out the sheets. Oil. We used his sheets. And I'm telling you what, there's two scenes in particular that we filmed in that bedroom on that bed. And it's like, like it smells like open ass in here. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, definitely um, an adventure. But yeah, we would, the crew, it smelled so bad in that house that we would wear yeah, COVID style masks, yeah, right? Mandalore like we did. And, couldn't breathe it was literally a toxic atmosphere it was at i think points. i think some of us are probably gonna what get was on the stove in that pot 
I don't know. It's like hot dog water or something. <laughs> but that was the thing. Like the guy that had the apartment messaged me because the deal was with this guy was we would get the apartment for a month. I was I paid his rent for a month. And but the thing was, is I said, we can go there whenever we want. And he was like, deal. That's all that was said. This guy comes to me like the third week we were there and he's just like, can I like wash my dishes and stuff like that? And I'm like, first of all, these dishes were here when we started. <laughs> Second of all, nothing in our conversation or contract said that you couldn't wash your dishes. We, don't even, we, we didn't, didn't even film use in the kitchen. kitchen. No. You don't exactly. use one part at the refrigerator. That was it. Yeah. But yeah. And then like same with this bathroom. I thought I've seen hair. On sinks and drains, but There's a beaver under the sink. That's what there, was, like, <laughs> there was something, but I mean, yeah, that was pretty. Th- and, and, and a side story, and I'm sorry if I shouldn't be saying this, but I was told by Joe that soon after, like within the year, that guy was evicted because his apartment was in such bad shape that they went in to like change out the furnace filter, and they saw this is shock on my face. <laughs> yeah, I can tell, but. <laughs> It was sarcasm for our listeners. <laughs> There's like holes in the wall as I'm staring at a hole in the wall over there. But <laughs> well, that's the glory hole. But yeah, we, Lonnie, no, it was terrible. I want to hear your voice. We were, <laughs> we're reminiscing over here. What what was what's like? Lonnie was not around at this time. In but he's yeah. his life. What are some questions you have or things that you want to say about? When did this? you recently watch it? So me and Jeremy first met at wrestling when mm-hmm. we were both working for Magnum Pro. Mm-hmm. And I'd say that was what, 2017-ish? Yeah. And then we both had a hiatus from wrestling. And then when we got back together for the first Now show. I was there. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you guys made I me got s- roasted by you guys made me scrape show. spit off the the ring. No, he's talking about the Fremont show. Oh. The Fremont show. Yeah, yeah. But uh. so I I think my first that was my first foray with unemployed. One of the questions I have is it's like Jeremy mentioned both of you guys have been in a lot of his movies, and it's me and you were talking a little bit earlier about it how, that you have worked other films and right. Justin's worked other films as well. Um, congratulations on the dating game. Yeah. Knocking that one down. Yeah, knocking the dating game down should be out here anytime soon. 2021. Yeah. Is that what yeah. that one's called? Yeah. That's where I play Trevor, like. allegedly. Yeah, Trevor. Yeah, he added Trevor, a movie to my IMDb Trevor page, Wilson. And I have no idea who the fuck Congrats. it is. I know. And it's everyone has a professional picture except for me. <laughs> and I'm like fifth on the list. <laughs> but how is that dynamic from working with other directors to working with Jeremy, who's a really good friend of yours? Like, are you able to take that working with the director dynamic you have from working with Jeremy where you're able to give input and feel more part of the process to another director where you, you're you less familiar with them? Be nice, boys, as I put $20 on the table in front of each <laughs> Well, no, most of the other stuff I've been in is also a close friend like Jeremy is, um, right. our friend Rob. And his stuff is a lot of shorter, short films. I've played... I feel like anytime I do a movie for either of you, I have to be in two hours worth of makeup. But <laughs> <laughs> it's because you don't complain. Yeah, I just, uh, my shower does afterwards. But the blues don't come out. <laughs> no, the reds are worse. Like when I was the devil in uh, these movies that we've done with Rob, they're super fun. And I am able to, like with Jeremy, throw in some improv. Rob's a little stricter with that than Jeremy is, um, but he is open to all the input first. Okay. And then he kind of tables it and, you know, kind of discusses it. And he's like, will this work? Will it not work? I think he overthinks things a lot more. Jeremy trusts his actors more than other directors I've worked with, I've noticed, especially in that regards of the improv and input kind of thing. 
but I don't have a bad time with anyone I've worked with. So, right. I mean, it's always a blast every time I go, except for the two-hour shower I have to take out. <laughs> How about you? When I have to play two creatures because somebody doesn't like show up. Four. <laughs> How about you I'd, over there? I'd have to say mostly the same thing. One thing that I really have the utmost respect for for Jeremy is like his pre-production, his planning stages. He goes above and beyond than most of the directors that I have worked with. Somebody who actually has a budget or who is actually going to pay the actors, because most of the local stuff I do is more volunteer, more for a credit, more for entertainment, sharpening my craft. Not that it ever gets sharpened. (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, You're making fun of yourself now? Yeah. Yeah. And then Spike, no, I'm just kidding. Um, But yeah, no, Jeremy, he gives uh, lots of liberties towards their actors, depending on the uh, comedies, for sure. He's going to let you have Mm -hmm. free range to an extent. Right. But if it has to be like serious or something needs to be this way, this shot, this is a primary shot that needs to happen. Like it's going to be. Or a certain phrase or something has to be in there. Yeah. Right. And so if it's specific, I understand that. And being that he is a friend. And I feel like me and him kind of click on a lot of the same levels that I can probably look at him and be like, all right, yeah, I know it needs to be done. I know right. how it needs to be done. So, Like the next few scenes are based around this one moment, so right, it has right. to be there. But you can kind of build the tree around right. this set moment. And yeah. he has more input than most directors, I would say, too, because there's been so many times on a set where you're just flailing in the wind. Like, uh, right. I'm just going to do this, okay? I've, I've asked you for something, and you're not necessarily giving me it, but... We'll see how this goes. Good luck. Okay. But. Right. Well, and, and the reason I ask those questions is because I've myself entering the movie business has only been with the people at this table and other people. So I only know Jeremy's directorial style. I have another friend who's made movies, but his style was very lampoonish, very low budget, as in I have these seven people we're going to make a movie that's very, very low budget, very comical to a point where it's the more absurd, the better. Like we're not trying to make a serious film. We're going to make a movie and whatever you get, awesome. We're going to do one to two takes and that's what we're going to get. That works for a a certain audience, but I mean, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Now, Jeremy, to you with, with working with friends as actors, opposed to working with other actors, do you feel like you can put more trust into people you know opposed to other actors? And does that make it hard to actually direct when it comes to working with friends or people you know when you have to put on the director's hat and say, okay, I didn't like it. Let's do it like this, where you're afraid that when you do have to start being basically the asshole when it's not coming together or in a film set where – it might be getting too loose and too friendly and you have to pull it back into a serious business. So, I mean, it, it is obviously it's a, uh, it's easier to work with your friends cause you know them. But I think one thing about me is I like working with new people too. And I think that's one thing that the things I say, I'm not saying I'm better than any other filmmaker here in the area or whatnot. Everybody oh, no, has no. their own style. Absolutely. And when I say something, I'm not saying it in that. And if everybody was the same, that would be boring yeah, anyway. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah but, 100%. But like, I think I've been known for bringing in new faces to some of the projects I do. Like, you know, Shadow's Edge, I brought in a guy from London on a work visa. And right, it's right. just like nobody else had him, you know, in uh, unemployed. 
Eric Green. I hadn't seen him in many things around here, and to give him the lead, it's like, wow. Yeah, I'm amazed oh, at him. Absolutely. For yeah. being a stage actor, his film acting is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and he was such a trooper, too. Well, in some of the shorty films we've had, we've done, yeah. we've worked with stage actors who've made that switch. What they take from stage and, and put into film, it's different. They have difficulty going from stage to film. Yeah. And, and that's the thing people don't realize is stage acting is a lot different than film acting. Right. And it's, it's hard to break stage actors in film. But if you're good at what you do, you should be able to explain to people your vision and what they want, no matter what. But for me, I don't know how I am portrayed in other people's eyes on set. But I always feel like... Hitler. Yeah, I always feel like I'm not doing my job to the fullest. Like, I always feel like I'm below every other filmmaker out there. I don't know if I seem that I'm nervous on set. I mean, a lot of times I'm not, but sometimes like with shorty films, the one more body and even right. the last goodbye, you know, there's a lot of people that I've never worked with before. Right. And I was a fucking wreck with well, those. But you, once you get going, you start to get comfortable. But as I've, I always said, I think with me, I always feel that I'm not good enough. And I don't know if that's what keeps the driving force behind me, but I didn't go to school for any of this. Anything that I right. I learned, I taught myself through watching behind the scenes making of movies uh, or on DVDs, the extras and YouTube videos. And I think sometimes, you know, I think part of what scarred me that way and Justin can and John can both account for this is very first feature length film I did the shadow's edge back in 2009. That was my first time really doing anything on that level. And the two cinematographers I had, I know one for sure went to film school. I'm pretty sure the other one did too. I'm pretty sure both of them did. I relied on them a lot. And I think it scarred me because it's like a lot of the input that I would give them would be said to me like, no, nah, you can't do that. Yeah, it's, and it's bordered like, with textbook stuff. Yeah, it's like, right. well, go beyond that. Yeah. It's like, I, this is why I would not want to waste money in film no. school because everybody's taught the exact same thing. And if everybody's right. taught the same thing, you're going to get the same product. So it's like, I feel, and this might sound kind of like better than you. And again, it's not that way, but even though I don't have as many films out there, I do feel that my films are memorable to people. I mean, to this day, people still talk to me about unemployed. I actually was talking to this girl on Facebook the other day and we were talking about things I did. And I mentioned that I, I make movies and she's like, well, can I watch them anywhere? I said, well, no, but I sent her the uh, trailers and she's like, I saw unemployed. And I'm like, how the hell did you see unemployed? She's just like, I don't know. She's like, a friend of mine had a DVD and I looked at it and she's like, I wanted to watch it. And she's like, I watched and she's like, it's funny as Fuck. And of course, she mentioned the whole uh, webcam scene. That's everybody's favorite scene. But right. that you but wouldn't yeah. even show me until the theater. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And for good reason. But, but yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. Or yeah. Not, but I definitely, I, I definitely enjoy working with friends. I you know the next feature film I have planned, you know, it's more of a serious movie. And I'm kind of being picky with who is going to get what role. Right. And it's like, I, I look, I've been looking for a role for John in that movie. And I'm like, yeah, I would I, love to be in it. I just don't see any roles that he would play. Gotta, gotta send him an audition. Tape, unless yeah. he wants, <laughs> unless he wants to, I change the script up and it's not a girl in the one scene. Justin is a boy. <laughs> just kidding. That. You guys will get real close. No. no, but it's, it's just that this one like has, I feel like I have the characters really developed. And it's like, I, I didn't write the, the roles for anybody specific, 
but I have an idea in my head of like how I want the person to look and how I want them to act. And it's, there's not really many guy parts in this movie and, but I'm sure there'll probably be something for you in it, but, but anyways. Well, you, you mentioned something when you were talking and you're never happy with what you do. And I think that has some merit to it that you're always striving for better. And with you guys as well, like when you're happy with what you're doing, you get complacent with what you're doing and you always have to keep striving. And, and one of the things I love about unemployed is you can see so much of yourselves in the characters, but there's also so much of this kind of grown personality, kind of like the best thing I can really explain it as is a wrestling bravado, this character that's so extraordinary, like bigger than life. That's like an extension of yourselves. John masturbates a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't it three times a day. I had the day off. <laughs> just, I, want, to, Kate, I was in Colorado for five I, days. I tried to give you a high <laughs> Shot myself in the face when I got out. I tried to give you a high five when I when you came in the door. And then we're like, still holding it. It was like, <laughs> it was like a, a tissue blowing in the wind. Is your, when you haven't done it for several days, is it, is it thicker? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's thinner <laughs> at first. I think it's weird. Yeah, like, the first time it comes out, but the I second. Could, one? I swear to God, that we, that we mentioned it earlier. Our trip to Austin, I literally it went over my head. It was <laughs> the fucking. I got scared. It's like a triple roper. Yeah, it was like. Oh. <laughs> I was yeah, last night when I got home, and I. My neighbors know I masturbated. Hey, you don't, you don't even get the front door closed. You're like, nah. Were you like just it? jerking off up the stairs? <laughs> oh my god! You already have porn loaded on your phone. You're like, gonna be this? No, but I. So unemployed. Well, I got, that went way off the rails yeah. for a second. That went way over my head. <laughs> just like so did my semen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so unemployed was the perfect oh, movie. What it was supposed to be. It was gross. It was, it gross. was, it, <laughs> yeah, there. no, no, it Film was, it. <laughs> it was, it was, and don't take any of these statements as an insult. They are not meant to be. It's just the way I'm going to explain it. It is a gross, juvenile, hilarious comedy. It is everything. When a girl calls you a boy instead of a man, this is the exact reason why they do it. And this is the things why you respect yourself for being called a boy. Like, this is the shit that makes you laugh. Like, it's like earlier when I when I was talking about the, the farting in, with attitude. <laughs> and I literally have it pulled up on my laptop to show you when this is over. It's just stupid little things that you're going to laugh at forever. See, like, poop jokes, I'm going to laugh at. Don't bring up poop. For, <laughs> One of my rules that I had with this is like, you know, I'm always open for suggestions because who am I to say that my ideas are the best? Right. I mean, if somebody has an idea, let's roll with it. Right. I mean, we're not, it's not old school. It's digital. We're not wasting film. Right. Like you're very yeah. good at that too. There, I know some people that are like, eh, no, like this even is when you know, idea. it's like, it's obviously going to be better. It's like, yeah, it's not, you're probably saying no because you didn't think of it first. Sometimes you know, I have like, to, it's, with, it's, working with other people, I have to sneak it in there. Right. Right. But I think, and then they have to, like, <laughs> I think some directors, it's just because their name's attached to it and For that's sure. like, it's their movie. So it's like, they want it to be their stuff. But to me, I don't look at it as mine, mine, it's ours. We made it. Right. And 
know, if this is everybody's collaboration to it, I mean, there's so many things, like if you look at the original script, like it's pretty on course with the movie, but everybody adds their little pizzazz to it. And it's like, fuck. Like, yeah, it's not right. like we Edward Norton, this thing. Right. <laughs> the entire but, script. Um, well, when you surround yourself with creative, funny people. Exactly. It's going to create this casserole of humor. Yeah, well, everybody just feeds off each other too. So it, it just heightens. That's right. the thing. Like before I get onto the other point, the point I was trying to make was a rule of mine is as long as it's not an inside joke, because that's one thing I think we should not do in a movie is an inside joke of something that makes us laugh because it makes us laugh, but it's not going to make the viewer laugh because they, they don't, don't know get it. So that, that's kind that's of the blooper. One yeah. Of, yeah. At least not on the, <laughs> at least not on the first movie you're doing too, then it can probably feed off of it. I mean, right. Yeah. Right. Like the inside jokes, if it has to do with the first movie. Yeah. But like, if it's something in our personal lives, right. like, you know, you know, we in could, that movie, nobody would have gotten a reference to, you know, me jerking off. Exactly. The like, yeah. Glove thing. Yeah. But the, uh, the other thing I was going to say, I totally forgot. What, where were we going with that? We were talking about the heightening, the humor feeding off of each other. Yeah. It, it'll come back to me. But um, speaking of coming on backs, um, <laughs> the funniest person in that movie, hands down. And you guys are very funny people, but fucking Joe DeSanti oh, yeah. in that movie. <laughs> And you know, so Joe DeSanti is very talented, and I work with him know, every he's, day. He's homosexual, and that's the thing too. Is he, like, really? is he really? Like, wow, you guys are mean. That that that's one thing about it's it like is that, like he's you not know your screensaver. I had him. He's not him in this movie. Like I had him turn it up to no, like X, fifty yeah, and add so much like a, pizzazz, an exaggerated version of yeah. himself, extremely. But exaggerated. it's just like part of me is like I hope that these people understand. I talked to him beforehand. I'm like, I'm not doing this to make fun of like homosexuals. It's the character. Right. It's going to really make this character better. And th the same thing goes for Eric Green. Like he's a heavier guy, and there was a lot of references to his weight and, yeah. and eating and stuff. But it's just like. I don't think he would do it if he was offended by it, but it's like, I'm not doing it to offend. Like, I feel like it's perfectly timed things. Oh, yeah. Now I do think that maybe the, in the fight scene, the two candy bar things <laughs> were, Whoops. might, might've been a little overdone, but I think in everything for those, like in the height of his, uh, severity or like trying to figure out what he's going to do next, uh, you know, at grandpa's or in the fight scene, it's like when food is in front of him, it's like, <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck everything else that's going on <laughs> yeah. in this world. I have my food here. Uh, I'm going to ask both of you this question. It works because it was a running joke in the film, I think. Right, right. When you're talking about the candy bar and the fight scene. What was your favorite scene to film in that movie? Like, what was the most fun for you? Being, you go being on screen or? Just your your favorite scene altogether when we were it, filming this that, as, that stands out the most to you as like, that was a fun day. For, for the day itself, the strip club scene, because everything was sort of perfect, like, that it was, was all on time. It was our first time shooting. Like, I think we were still scene. grasping who our characters were at that time. And that was, I think that paved the way for what, what it was going to be. Because we had a good idea of what we were supposed to do because we did some mock trailers be ahead of time. Mm -hmm. But throwing that on is like, all right, well, this is me now. This is me. Well, and that, you, that day, like, it wasn't my favorite day filming, but that was our first big full day big scene that we were filming a legit location and we were supposed yeah i was to get the spearmint rhino was crazy i thought that was going to be had impossible a but speech prepared yeah, and everything and he's like prepared. Yeah, go <laughs> i go to the guy and i'm just like so yeah we were gonna film this movie he's like okay yeah what day and i told him and i'm like how much he's like i'm not gonna charge you just stay on this side the byob side 
okay, fuck. But I just <laughs> the remember bar there was, was like that too, wasn't it? Yeah, Molly's Pub. Or whatever. We were supposed to have a ton of males extras show up that day. Like I had like twenty guys say they were going to show up to be extras in that scene, and two two showed up, and so it was just like that kind of pissed me off because I had the four of you main characters. We had the late Sean Wade who passed away. He was a character. And then I had, actually it was three other guys show up that were extras. And I think one of them wasn't even going to be an extra, Michael. Michael, yeah. It was just that nobody showed up. And I'm like, well, fuck, this is supposed to be like a happening place. Mike um, was written into as a, a Mike, yeah, but, Mike special character for a, of, a yeah. running joke in that movie. But like, I just remember people were asking me that day, like, how late do you think we'll be? I'm like, ah, we got, I kept asking because I had to pick up my mom at the airport. <laughs> that was like 10 pages or so, 10 or 12 pages we had to film that day. And I'm like, I, I told people, I was like, well, I'm hoping we will, we should be done by five. And I remember I yelled cut. I looked at my phone and it was like 4.58. I'm like, get the fuck out. Because I didn't look at my phone all we day. Are. <laughs> and so that was, yeah, that was a fun yeah. scene. For that day, that was like one of my favorite days to shoot. But my favorite scene would have to be the webcam scene. God. It's like, it was just so stupid, funny. Like we just kept going further and further. I think long day. much of that was written in, but we just kept on adding more to it. More KY, yeah, more you know, utensils. That, that kind of spiraled downhill ideas. And the fact that we had to throw that in my face, like 18 <laughs> times, like we tried you throwing it. I throwing it like, so he's talking about, it's a webcam scene. Paul, the main character, his grandma, or no, his he got the idea to test sex toys. It was toys. Craig's grandma. Yes, that, Craig's yeah. grandma. And she said that you could always test sex toys. Sometimes they pay up to like $5,000. And so he does it and he gets this little bullet vibrator. Bullet vibrator and what I added to it was that it was Bluetooth, the first Bluetooth vibrator that you sync up to your listening device. And if it's like a harder song, it's a little bit more intense. If it's soft sound song, it's softer and stuff. Well, he's reading the instructions and it says insert it. So he does, inserts it into his butthole. Well, then he realizes that um, anal cavity. He realizes the next one says, it has a warning that says make sure to, before inserting, make sure the safety string's attached. Well, he didn't attach it and it says, you know, seek medical. If you do this, you're going to have to seek medical His butt was just like. And they can't, they're trying to make money so he can't have a hospital bill. So he goes running in the room and Justin's a webcam person. Long story short, Justin had, was doing a marathon. He left to go get more baby oil. So the camera was still on. John walks in the room and he has to help Paul's character try to fish out this um, device. Device, um, And they're doing it uh, unbeknownst to themselves at first on the, webcam. on the webcam. And then they start making a bunch of money and they really get into it. Well, the end scene, <laughs> uh, the end of that scene is... Justin walks in on him and that startles Paul enough that he lets a fart out and a poop filled (laughs) (laughs) toy hits John right in his forehead. Well, what John's talking about is we're God bless Eric. He had a, he, his ass was out this whole time and And God bless bless John (laughs) because he was inches away from his ass. And so I'm trying to flick this device up by his butthole from the small of his back (laughs) so we tried it like probably like 20 times and john was was, 19 i counted (laughs) john was actually the final one to like get it down to where he yeah i basically had to like throw it at myself from that angle 
I don't know what and it was covered with like of chocolate. Yeah, and stuff it's too. peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter and chocolate. I think it was Hershey's. Just, just chocolate. It was, yeah, like we, it was a melted chocolate. Yeah, and it kept getting more melted as we went. Well, there's a there's a hot as balls in there. There's a um poop, not a blooper, but a um slip up. Yeah, John. John, before it farts and hits him. He's got chocolate on his face already from one of the previous times. <laughs> we didn't wipe it off, so it's like he already had poop on his face. Well, he wiped his face a few times. I'm like, he he had the gloves on, and he, you know, like, um. <laughs> <laughs> so that was not your favorite scene, John. It was well, fun, but it was. The payoff was definitely better. Yeah, because <laughs> you guys didn't show us anything. You you know, I saw a sneak preek when it was like halfway done. Um but you wouldn't show me and Eric the scene. And I was so nervous because that was so much work put into it. And I felt so good about it that I was just like, I need to know if this is good. I need to know if this is good. And you're like, no, we're going to show you're it. You're not going to be disappointed. And I'm like, oh, God. You know, at the time, my girlfriend was there and all my best friends and my parents were there. It's like, by the way, sorry, mom and dad. You had to see my ass close a door. Um, and my boss. But I, it was but that way was- better than I could have thought it so came out we had two three. premieres at the theater and they were both mm-hmm. sold out and it was the bigger theater on two wednesdays yeah and people were la- like i will admit like the first the opening speed dating scene like people had chuckles and i just remember the first night like some of the things that i thought people would laugh at and they weren't really laughing i know logan was sitting next to me and i looked at him like this is not good. but once it got to the past that speed dating scene it was it just, just like ro- roaring laughter and that was I can honestly say it's probably one of the, the first opening night was probably one of the best memories I have in my life because that whole webcam scene, people were just eating everything up, laughing oh, yeah. at it. Every day. And that last part with the, and it hits you in the face, just the laughter from that, the loud laughter. The, and then when you, the, then ah. when you picked it up and it showed the poop and you're dry heaving and everyone's like, Oh, like I just remember sitting in that theater and I just felt like everything chills. was just around me. And Device, like, I was just like, this <laughs> life cannot get any better than this. Like this, every, all the stress, all everything, all the hard time work that was put in time. Yeah. It was worth it for just that one moment. That's why I said, I go, I, I, people could have not laughed at anything in that whole movie except for that, and that scene. And I would have yeah. loved it every second. They laughed at it, the whole movie. They were laughing. So what was your favorite? It was like some of the small things that we we slipped in there, like audio wise, like I for went for your masturbation thing. I was like put in like the a little toy, like and it was like the, the you know pop twist, it, twist it, twist it, twist <laughs> it, and that was the thing. Like nobody, Logan I don't think sat next heard to me, because, and like I knew that was coming because when we were editing, I was laughing so hard I was crying every time that happened because it's so <laughs> random. And in the theater, when that came on, he's like going through his masturbation tote. And then all of a sudden it's just like, twist it. I grabbed onto Logan. Cause I was, I was the only one in the theater laughing at it. I, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if I have like a favorite day now that I can answer. If someone shut up. Ooh, I'm just kidding. Jeez. <laughs> um, I just liked certain things like not to criticize your writing. Cause you probably were writing long hours some days, but that first scene when we're playing video games right before Freddy gets there, mm-hmm. you had the word jizz probably 12 times. Right. And I was like, nobody says jizz anymore. And so Eric and I turned it into, we didn't even tell each other what we were going to say. Everything we just tried was to come different. up with a different way to say jizz both times, like baby gravy, you know, and stuff like that. To and pull your pud. Man, man mud. Yeah. I had fun, like, which is stuff like that. And yeah. 
Anything in the living room was fun to me, except for the day where we were supposed to film something, but then we went, and you could kind of see it. Oh yeah, in the production, there's like yeah, that yeah, was the worst. We were kind of off. That Everything day. was like, off. Well, yeah, we didn't learn our lines for that. Scene yeah, because it was supposed to be with Squiggy, but he yeah, had the he stomach did, yeah. flu. So we had. I was like, well, fuck, we're all here. We just move. It we forward. have to be out of here. To film yeah, both of those. I feel bad for Joe because that was Joe's big part too. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like the only other scene that we had left in the apartment was this other one. And it was just, it, we, Lonnie, we were so off that day. Like yeah, I just bad. could feel it. Like, I'm like, this is not good. And there was no laughing, but there really wasn't jokes for that no. part. That, that scene was kind remember, of the more what was that scene. I can't even, it was, after, if I watched, that was the apology, exactly. the everybody coming back before squeaky came in. I no, thought, no, 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 I thought that was when I was it eating was, a turkey sandwich and stuff. No, was that not that one. Either? It was, okay. When it was the scene after he gets beat up and you guys are sitting there oh, yeah. because you have that. Oh, yeah. That's when Joe comes in with the the list to go to the uh, nursing home to read to the old people because you got you're depressed because you just found out that the stripper that you sister. grind on all the or grinds on you all the time was your long lost sister. Paul was depressed because he got beat up and missed, didn't get the ten thousand dollars and. Justin was just depressed because he found out about all that. So that was just a very off, off day. And that sucked. was like the only day, though. The only day that yeah. I could think of that it was. But do you think any of that added to that Whoa, that moment? Hey. <laughs> do you no, think, who are you? <laughs> I don't think so. Only because when you watch it back, you can just see it. You can just see you the can just see disappointment. There's, there's like not a lot. Because you guys didn't know that you had no idea that was what you were recording that day. Because it was last minute. Totally into the characters that we were gonna, or like our reactions and emotions and stuff we were gonna do for that specific scene, and then to go into this scene, we're like, oh shit! I think luckily for most of us, we all had like change of clothes, but right. I always brought a change of clothes just in case. You guys had like an hour or so to memorize that scene's lines. We even had the script on the floor for some of them. Oh yeah, because I was like. There was one line I can't even remember. When I go back and watch, I'll tell you exactly what the line is. But I couldn't remember fucking life of me. I kept looking at Justin like uh, you got kicked uh, off of the whatever. Yeah, yeah, like it was. I was just yeah. like, I'm totally not ready for this. And it was only like we only filmed like an hour that never. But yeah, well, that's all we could. Like it was supposed right. to be a longer time, but right. I had fun I, that whole time except for that. Yeah, I don't think that there was ever a day where I was like stressed out. Like even the bigger scenes, it was just like we were there, we were having fun, everything was going smoothly, and. The worst thing is when you have people there that are an extra or even if they're a main character that has lines, but they're not until the later part of the scene and they're there sitting, waiting. You look at them and you can tell that they're annoyed that they're there. They're annoyed that they have to sit and wait because, you know, as much as you want to be on schedule with things, sometimes it doesn't happen, especially in horror movies, because when you have when you have makeup that you have to do. You could say, yeah, you have an hour, but I'm not going to rush a makeup artist if no. they're not done in an and hour. Resetting a scene. And, can't remember his and, and so <laughs> that's the only time, <laughs> that's the only time when it really kind of irritates me because it's just like, I feel like then I have to like really hurry because right. I feel like I have to cater to them. And I'm not saying that happens often, but you know, and I, tr- I feel like for the most part I'm on schedule with things but there's been sometimes too where you just film that person's part so they can go yeah and that that could be a downfall on my part is i right. try to cater to people and as justin was saying before pre-production i try to plan everything out so people know exactly what they're doing and i can take a look at this scene and be like okay we're filming five pages today depending on if it's just dialogue or if there's a lot of action i'm like five pages this will probably be about 
three hours. So I'm going to say four hours just to give us an extra hour. So if we, if we do film for only three hours, I look like I'm good because we, I said we'd be done at four and we got done at three, but I don't know that I, to me, that's the most stressful part of the movie is planning the pre-production. I love doing it, but it's stressful. And then when you get people like I, the thing is I don't really pay people for the most part. And so I could tell them when I meet with them and it's like, well, I would like to give you the part, but you have to give me your time. Like I can't have you be like, no, I can't do this. You have to work around my schedule. And a lot of people will say, yeah, that's fine. But then it's like, we start going. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, I can't be there this day. I can't do this day. And so now I have to plan schedule around their schedule. Well, I've had to play multiple characters sometimes. Right. <laughs> so that and like when people bring their outside issues, I guess, on set, it's like, come on, man, like we're here for a job. What's like the funniest moment you can remember on set of unemployed on set? Yeah. I think our go, we always had the go to Jim Blossom song. Yeah. That was just at the bus stop. I, like, we just, I started seeing that one day and like, I, it became the unofficial song of that movie, but I don't remember hearing it that day. Like I keep telling them, like maybe I drove by somebody that had it. Like I felt playing I in their car or I want to say I heard it a few times coming to set a few times, especially going to the apartment. Do. I remember Joe would whistle it. And it's yeah. just like, I, this is weird to say, but it's like, he has the most beautiful whistle I've the ever heard. And <laughs> shapes all around. I even told him that. I'm like, dude, you have a beautiful whistle. <laughs> I know. You have a beautiful I, whistle. But I just got to beautifully contour the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. I, Again, if anybody wants to see this movie, what's up? message the boundless pod trap page and let us know it isn't free it's probably i don't know we figured out prices if it's like five for a dvd or whatnot i believe it was like either eight to twelve dollars depending on dvd or blu-ray um we're still trying to obtain possible footage because some of the footage that we do have is only partial uh the cinematographer the main cinematographer still has or should have the raw footage that we're trying to make into a blooper reel if you want just the movie itself, it's ready for you. But if you want the blooper reel, it's going to be a two-disker. So that will take some time, and there's not a deadline as far as when that will be complete because we have to pretty much start from scratch. Yeah, so uh, if you want, like, a, I think I might have, like, a couple uh, copies from the first batch on DVD. Those would be, I just, five bucks at this point for those because there's no... Special features on it. That is one thing I want to say about this song or this movie too. Is there's a um, montage, a music montage scene where the boys start getting on par. I was going to say that was one of my fun days filming. Yeah. So I didn't really know what we were going to film. We're just kind of with it, right? We just filmed random stuff, right? But I always envisioned the song "The Touch" by Stan Bush that was popular in the cartoon Transformer movies in the '80s. It's like you got, got the touch. touch, and so I went out of my way to contact power. Stan Bush to get permission. And I mean, there's a story behind that. Like when I first contact, I told I'm always honest with people. I'm like, there's no budget to this movie. The budget's out of my pocket. I have empty pockets. And I'm willing to put a lot of money into projects I do, whether it's wrestling or movies or whatnot. And I probably shouldn't, but I love doing it. But he he named a price, and I'm like, whoo! I just said, I don't think that that's your. We're so far out of the ballpark, I can't even see it. And he's like, well, no, 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 no. He's just like, that's what I would charge like a studio to do it. But he's like, for you, he's just like, how about this? And it was still a little more than I wanted to, but 
Eric Green was very uh, generous to help give a little of that money or a lot of the money to him. So it made me happy to use that song, The Touch by Stan Bush. So people that hear that, I think some people think, oh, you're using that illegally. It's like, no, we paid for the rights to that. Um, It's credited. The the end credits song. (laughs) That. Different story. Different story. That was the thing about Joe, (laughs) Joe Simmons is he was like the... He had the network. Like he was like anytime you do something, like he'd put a poster on the wall. I was like, "Did you contact that place? Did because there was a Michael Bouton poster on the wall because it was a Michael Bolton poster that I found at a, a thrift shop, and we had it on the wall. And he's like, "Ah, eh. he's like, I, I think that maybe Michael Bolton could probably sue for that." And in my head, I'm like, nah, "No, no, he's not going to." But then it's just like the more he kept going on with, I'm like. Fuck, maybe Joe's right. So we ended up Michael taking a, a, mark, a marker and changing it to Michael Bouton. So <laughs> masturbating? No, from your movies. No. But no, those were good times. I actually um, met up with the cinematographer of that movie the other night. And we were talking and brought up Unemployed. And I had started, because a lot of people are telling me that I need to do Unemployed too. But my problem with that is I don't want to be that person where it's just like, I'm just known for Unemployed, Unemployed 2, Unemployed 3, Unemployed 4. Like, I want to do other things. And yeah, we've shot some short films since then. And I'd plan on shooting Colden, that feature length film first. But I started writing Unemployed 2, which is like, I think the name's going to be like W2 or something like that. I have the opening scenes written, but I was talking ah, to... good job. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but he was talking and he had said that, you know, See you later. he would love to be an executive producer to it. He doesn't want to touch a camera or anything. And I said, that's fine. Cause it's like, I have cinematographers, but he said he wants to be on set to like, you know, add some things and whatnot. But he would also like, I had said, you know, I'd like to get a writer's group together and meet. And it's like, I'll read the first part that I have. And then we can critique it scene after scene. And then we can just bounce ideas around. And once we get enough ideas, then I'll piece everything together. My plan is, is in addition to all these short films for shorty films, the next feature length film will be Colden that we do. And then the next feature length after that will be unemployed too at this point. But I'm like Rob Zombie where I have an idea and I talk about it and then it gets pushed back. Or Whatever's else. the most fleshed out. It's whatever comes together first and you have the resources to do it, which is why it takes me so long to do movies. I've been doing this for 14 years or something like that. Damn. 13, 14 years. I only have two feature length films to my credit and like a small handful of short films but as i said before i feel like they have pizzazz to them there's just something a little bit different yeah they got substance yeah they got me and justin yes true <laughs> yes john do you have anything you want to this is your episode man. thanks for having me guys i really uh it's yeah fun. We'll, we'll have to have you back it's every fun. now and then yeah it'll be fun to just catch up on that i mean because we don't we haven't even touched no like things that We've done in the twenty three years. Into, uh, That's what you think, me. The We've been touching edge. the whole time. We could do definitely do the shadows. We edge. should do a shadows edge one. That'll be a that's a different experience. That definitely I don't was. different group of stories. That's <laughs> that's the only time on set where I on the shadows edge where I've ever yelled and raised my voice. Well, maybe because I'm an idiot. I don't, <laughs> and I don't mean to start infighting, fellas. I think I like Shadows Edge better. Than I, I was going to mention that because I remember I asked you once you saw both of them. 
And you said you like Shadow's Edge better, and I was shocked. I that. I love the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I just and think, the poster. I'm the poster too. And it's like I said, I, I it's too, a man. very different kind of comedy than I choose to listen or choose to. She didn't even taken. watch it. He just listened <laughs> yeah, to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's why. But Shadow's Edge to me, with a little tweaks here and there, I think it's big budget quality. I really Many did big like. Budgets shit. have taken the. Taken. The story yeah. taken? Hung? <laughs> Token. Hanging? Hug, hug. Token. I think that Idiot. that with little tweaks, Clown House could have really been House something. of Clowns. House of Clowns really could have been something big. Now. If you want to watch it, it's, what, $50? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, can, you can get, get your own copy of Clown Well, House. you can get the original when it was called The Shadow's Edge on DVD for $50 on Amazon. Let's I didn't set that price. Let's see what it is. I, that's not autographed. Um, I'll autograph it. Yeah. <laughs> Be Bring it very, very devalued. $51. I've played two characters. Well, here's the one. thing with Shadow's Edge. Don't sell the rights. And I'm on the poster. That, mo- that. that movie was supposed <laughs> to be way more gory and graphic than it was, but due to somebody lying about their abilities and didn't really uh, <laughs> test things out, um, a lot of the Ooh. effects had to be scrapped because they didn't look real at all. We should I say this. S- we said, need to yeah, we, we will. I want to be. That's the teaser. Two hours. Teaser. Are you still looking for it? With a mold on me. They must have sold them all. Yeah, I'm just. I want to tell you how much I'm time I spent in makeup. I was trying to find the seeing pictures. a bunch of books. Two fucking killers. One's a clown. The I almost got killed. Do you do that? I I've always said it'd be kind of fun to. I can't watch that movie. Redo anymore. the Shadow's Edge now. Absolutely. With all the different the knowledge I have now and experience and the. I mentioned that to I think Brian. Can I get like, a hell yeah? yeah that would be <laughs> <Sorry>. scrapped. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing yeah. ever. I don't know why you. Sometimes I don't well, know why you keep well, that. One thing I do want to. Shit on one of your jokes in Unemployed. Okay. I don't know if I told you on set, but I was like, this is going to fall flat. It's not funny. It's not funny. The grandma of douche joke. (laughs) No one laughed at that. I don't think it was supposed to be funny. It wasn't really. I don't know. I was was like, (sighs) every time it came on, I was like. Because I think it was the the falling flat, which was the joke because Squiggy didn't get it. He's like, that doesn't. That doesn't have the same. I, it, Maybe I can see it. It was that just way, more but. so that it was like that's what Squiggy was fixated on was he wanted him to say "Grandma of Douche" and or, or Paul sidestepped it and he's like, "No, <laughs> it's just like that." To me, was what it was, but I don't know. They if it was on all, TBS, that'd be cut out. They can't all. Be, <laughs> if it was on TBS. Everything would be cut out. <laughs> yeah, ten minute film. You couldn't do the speed dating scene. You couldn't do the opening scene. Do the webcam I, scene. I think the only scene you could do is him at grandpa. <laughs> you can show the then. setting of everything, like the outside building of the homeless. <laughs> yeah, the, the that was the thing too that cracked. You weren't there for this part, but post production when we were editing, it was Justin Logan and I. Oh my god, we were laughing so hard. Like just the things, like adding sounds, like that scene with at grandpa's house, like. I just said I want to have that part from that um, uh, intervention where the the, the guy's like does that cry? So we had that, and then for whatever reason we were talking about that. I was like, do you remember that Aaron Neville like cotton commercial? The touch, the feel, the fabric, and so and then Logan decided to when he was at home do his own commercial about chronic anal itch yeah. and whatnot. But you're not finding it. It's not on there anymore. They must all sold out. <laughs> there's a movie. Your, uh, I didn't get any of those royalties. There was a move. There's a movie called Clown House. Yeah, I have that movie. But yeah, it's only nine dollars and eighty two. What's the one we did for the silly 
stories two or junior. junior junior yeah remember when we played that one because that was down in lincoln right that we yes, played that at the joyo <laughs> and the guy at the end when justin put on the yes. gloves <laughs> that he's was... the one guy <laughs> he's like he's still got the fucking gloves <laughs> he's like the fucking gloves <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part of that yeah I mean, that's what i think about every time i think of like fan reactions to your video i or your movie. feel like with that junior so junior was I a love junior. it was a compilation dvd called silly scaries 2 we talked about this with dustin ferguson when we had him on the podcast almost 20 episodes ago anthology of four but shorts around one yeah there were horror comedy ones and i was the last to be asked to do it and i had less than two weeks to write something film it edit it and get it in and the thing is is like a lot of people said that they love that one like that was it was more professional than the rest for sure yeah it definitely had more of a professional look to it but like I don't I think saying. the audience was ready for something like that because it had it some of that shift. It had some of that. Yeah. <laughs> it had that edgy. Like it was real. And it, and and this motherfucker's dick is whore. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that we had just, I, I purposely not. threw in two random girls like rubbing up on each other because that's what horror just movies are. And I was just like, <laughs> I don't think the <laughs> audience really, cause there wasn't much reaction like laughing Cause I don't think with what they saw beforehand and then what they saw with that, they're just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> they're looking uh, around like, should we be watching? Yeah. This type of, so I didn't I, see the rating on it. I, I don't know. I just remember that night people coming up to me afterwards. Like that was really good. But I think deep down there, just like, what the fuck did we just watch? <laughs> that was a lot of just an I improv on them. <laughs> Just ran. We were trying to make everybody in the room laugh, basically. I just, I think people, what really did it for people, where there's like, why are we watching this? <laughs> was when you are dying, you're like, Justin, I, I love you, man. And he's like, suck, you, he sucks on your finger all sexually. And it's like, the fact that you guys are like bickering like a married couple the whole time. And then you're dying and he's getting turned on by you touching his face and he sucks on your finger. I think put yourself in the audience. Well, I didn't know that was going to happen either. I just went with it. (laughs) Why the the fuck is he giving his finger a blow job right now? This motherfucker's dick is hard line. We, we knew we were going to say it and we only told guy because he was the camera guy. Right. But you didn't tell the fucking guy holding the boom mic. Because I wanted the camera to be steady. but Well, and then there was a scene like that in Unemployed, which I still don't understand why the fuck we left it in there. <laughs> but at the, Justin's like this like masculine guy the whole movie, and he's he makes fun of all the other guys and stuff like that. And then there's a scene after they all apologize, apologize to each other. Fucking <laughs> Justin and Eric's character, like, they're just like playfully shoving each other and then they like caress each other's face and they go in for a kiss and like right as her lips are about to touch. Well, he did There's touch his lips a few door. times. We did that like what, two or three times and I felt his beard on my, my lips. <laughs> and we left it in. I, I, I don't, don't know, know why, why either. I, and I think that was another part in the movie. Like the whole movie, people are like, ah, and then that part, they're just like, Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we and just he tried to do it to me, and I was just like, "Nope." <laughs> That's what I think might have been the saving grace because that first one where you guys were almost kissing was the setup to him pie face, yeah. <laughs> which was something John added. So, but yeah, I think the audience was just like, "Okay, I can I can deal 
with the guy digging the other guy's butthole. <laughs> 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 I can't kiss but too kiss. fucking That's far. Too yeah. far. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Man. Does Lonnie have any other questions for us? No, guys. I'm good. Jesus, fuck. I'm you t- have a mic in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> Let it out. <laughs> All right. Well, John, thank you again for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Guys, I really love it. happy 25th episode 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 and anniversary, our year anniversary. Uh, again, like us on Facebook, The Boundless Pod Trap. You can find us easily on Spotify. What are all the places, John? Everything. Justin? Uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, uh, Google Cast. Uh, go to something with an I in it. Linktree. <laughs> <laughs> Linktree forward slash boundless pod trap, and you can find all of the sites, including the the Discord and Facebook. And although there's not too much activity on the Discord as of lately, but you can buy all our shit on Zazzle. <laughs> <laughs> this is Lonnie's part. Uh, so yeah, uh, tell people, get the word, spread the word on us. We're, we're a year old. We're trying to gain more listeners. We can only do that with your help. Uh, and don't forget, next week. Next Monday, join us for our BPT movie review, where we will be doing the 2005 movie Kill Zone, which was Justin's pick. So yes, sir. For those of you that don't want to watch the movie and just want the audio version of it, tune into that episode. <laughs> 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 All right, so Thank you. I'm gonna go home and watch a new nightmare. Oh fuck! Not yeah. a new nightmare. The, the, the a nightmare. Yeah. A nightmare for him. Thank you, John, for stopping by. Again, if you guys didn't catch the Terminal Movie Podcast, John does an awesome trivia, a Facebook trivia thing, Martial Madness. Search it out or check the comments of this podcast below. And he's going to go home and shoot another big load. Over At least. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. Oosh. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Join us next time for more absurdity that only the guys from the Boundless Pod Trap can bring you. Bye.